Radio. Now, I do have to get this right. I'm just going to read it from the script that I've been given because I'm now joined in the award-winning studio. No, the studio is not award-winning. St- sorry, I'm now joined in the studio by the award-winning Ian Lee. What was the award for? The award was for best radio moment of the last twelve months. Correct. Yeah. And um, what did we do? You helped someone. No. Who, you stopped someone. No. Someone who was over saved a man's life. Saved Christo. a man's life. Saved a man's life. I was going right. to say you stopped them from dying. Is that not the same thing? I prefer saved a man's life. Saved Christo. a man's life on my own. On your own, completely. Where was Catherine? No idea. No idea. She was uh, AWOL at the time. That I saved a man's life yeah. entirely on my own. That was amazing that you Thank did you. that. Whilst hosting a show is amazing. Whilst hosting a, 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 an entertaining show. Can I just say, this station's been going for four years. I'm the only host, the original host in his original slot, and the only award winner out of all of the presenters we've got I here. I was about to I've read won that two. bit. I was about to read that bit. I, you you're me. taking too much time. <laughs> I've won two awards. No one else here has won an award, and I still don't know if I have a job after June. Anyway... <laughs> Hello, Christo. They're really great with contract negotiations. Thanks. Here, really good. I don't know if there's any other radio stations <laughs> listening, but um, yes, yes, <laughs> got to make a speech at the Palladium that was very well I received know. by my peers. And if I had been actually invited or was allowed anywhere near an award ceremony, I would have probably <laughs> seen it and heard we, it. We don't, we don't allow the high poly there. I know. I know. Scum. I know. You know, it's so depressing. Can I just say, yeah, I want on. to make a moment here. Go on. I want to talk about the off-peak weekend radio people who have no chance of ever winning an award, who have to sit and listen to those people who are paid more than us, who have a higher profile than us, that are even put in for all these awards, and we all have to sit here and smile sweetly and congratulate them when actually we are, we are the workers of this station. You... We are the backbone of this station. I'm not saying it personally, I'm just saying. Do you do a show at the weekends? Yes. I don't listen. No. No. No one does. I know. Anyway, what have you got coming up on your award or new show tonight? We're going to hunt down the Democracy Manifest guy. Do you know him? No. This is Democracy Manifest! <laughs> a succulent Chinese meal! We're hunting him. Oh, is. it's a very funny viral clip and we're going to try and hunt him down. That's it. For three oh, okay. hours. He's Trump. okay. He's not... Don't know. Not, you're not worried about him or anything? No, some people think he might be dead. I don't know. It's a viral clip from years ago, and for some reason it's been obsessing me a lot recently. Good. So for the three hours tonight, we're going to hunt him down, Mr. Democracy Manifest. Great, and I hope you get another award probably. for it. You probably will, just it's so easy for got, you. There's got no room so for him anymore. Easy. So many. So uh, I'm going to be back at the weekend at five because we are going at the weekend. You know, there are people here at the weekend actually you presenting need to ask programs. Why? Why are you working at the weekend? Exactly. No. 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 I negotiated more, much more money, that's why. <laughs> uh, no. Yes. I'll be back at the weekend. And uh, yes, because you'll be surprised to know the talk radio is actually running at the weekend. But don't go anywhere because really, it's coming up next with uh, here on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio.
who put me um, in... Good evening, dear listener, the Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. Uh, thank you to everyone. We've got Alex on the phones tonight. 0344 499 um, Loads of people tweeted me saying, oh, do you listen to Reply All? The podcast Reply All. I don't really listen to very many podcasts. Um, so I uh, kind of ignored it. Because most people's recommendations... Here's the thing I've learned, Catherine, in this era of Be Kinder that I'm instigating. Yeah. Most people's recommendations... Yeah, but how do you tell them? Well, I, I just ignore them. So a few people said, I really hope you've listened to this week's edition of Reply All. No. About four people. But then, for some reason, Twitter recommends, like, loads of American comedians. I don't follow, but it'll just show me all their feeds. And I quite often retweet them. There's quite often some quite funny stuff in there. And one of the comedians in there tweeted something along the lines of, God, Reply All is such a beautiful thing. I'm so glad we have it in the world. And I thought, well, with the four people who told me on Twitter, and this, this is two worlds colliding, okay? I'm going to download the latest episode. And I'm so glad I did. So thank you, everyone, that recommended it. it the, the latest episode. So it's a podcast. It's two slightly geeky white guys, <laughs> as, as, as all of the best podcasts are. I'm only joking, sisters, and um, ethnic minorities. Um... It's two geeky white guys kind of sort of solving mysteries or getting stories from interesting people. Mm. And the one, this, I don't know if it comes out every fortnight or every month or every week or whatever, but it's a guy who remembers a song that no one else remembers. He's, he's coming home from a party and he's singing it to his wife and his wife's going, what's that? He's going, what do you mean you don't know? This is a song from the 90s. Everyone knows that. It was a big hit. She goes, no. And he cannot find anything online about it and he goes nuts and it becomes kind of his personal mission his obsession for a couple of years is to try and find this song he even goes as far and googles it there's nothing on google about it he even goes as far as on his computer recording a vocal only because he can't play music vocal only acapulco version of the song with him doing all the instruments all the beats the little flute intro at the start he remembers most of the lyrics the guitar stuff um 
and then the, the he, he sends it to the, then the podcast team, the reply all team, start investigating it. Um, and then they, they hire a band in a studio to record the song from this guy's demo. They take it to a load of music executives yeah. who were active at that time, yeah. and none of them recognise it. Spoiler alert, um, they find the song. And they find the guy that wrote the song. It's a real punch-the-air moment of, wow, yes! Yeah, and then you hear how close they got. Um, and it's a really interesting story. But like all of these interesting stories, there's some bits, and bear in mind what I'm about to say now, it's very important. Like all of these interesting stories and hunts, quite often, not everything is as it seems. Okay, quite often there's stuff going on in the background that you don't hear about. Remember searching for Sugarman, Sugarman? Yeah. Have you seen it? What's it about? It's this documentary about this singer who records these two albums in 1969. Right. But they don't go anywhere. Really nice albums. The first one's better than the second one. They don't go anywhere. They sell about zilch copies. Um, but it turns out he's really big in South Africa. Oh. Right? It, it becomes like a cult bootlegged album over there. And this filmmaker hunts down the sugar man, whose name is... Doesn't matter. Rodriguez. Huh? Rodriguez, thank you. Why did you mouth it to me? Because I'm still pretending I don't know. Okay. Every time we discuss this yes. documentary, he explained it to me. Um, As if I've never seen it. Exact I've seen it. Uh, mundo. Um, exact So, um, he goes to, they find him, they take him to South Africa where he plays like these huge arenas and is a huge star. It's a great story. Except the film misses out a big chunk of the story that it, it looks like he's been barren for 30 years and has not done anything. Well, they miss out the, um, he actually did a couple of tours of Australia and a couple of other countries where he was hugely successful. Because the documentary suggests that he doesn't know how no. impactful his music has been. And so just, um, uh, who's that? So, sat in my van next to the news building, listening to Ian Lee. I've just had a wee into an empty Lucozé bottle. What a time to be alive. Well, that is wonderful. A Voice like a farmer, sure. Well done. What a delightful vignette. <laughs> um, and that, the, the, the problem I have with this reply all search for this song is... We heard it yesterday. It's a great story. And I thought, oh, tonight, before I came in, I thought, oh, we could, we'll play that song. Because it'll be like a little nod to those people that pointed us in the direction of that. And it's, an, it's a good song. And it was on YouTube. You think, well, of course it'll be on YouTube because it will have been posted there after the podcast. No, the song has been on YouTube for 10 years. Hmm. Which makes me think... What exactly? Does it matter? Well... Does it matter? Because it was a great story. Arguably, the way they were looking for it, they were looking for it by lyrics. They didn't yeah. have a title, they didn't have a, uh, an artist. That's true. So they wouldn't have been able to find it on YouTube. That's true. Unless on YouTube, it's got the lyrics underneath it. That's true. So does it matter if the story is good enough? Does it matter... Right, what's gone on behind the scenes or in advance or, or, or the stuff that you don't know. I don't think it matters mm. at all. Tonight, dear listener, we're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to hunt Mr. Democracy Manifest down. Who's that? A succulent Chinese meal. Hmm? 
I see you know your judo well. Sorry? Something to do with a penis. Yeah. It's a clip, right? And it's a great clip, and we have played it before. Okay? It's a man being arrested from a Chinese restaurant in the 80s, 90s, something like that. It's on YouTube. I'm going to tweet the clip in a second. I initially thought he had been arrested because he was going around restaurants not paying his bill. Then someone said, oh no, he was pretending to be a restaurant, a food reviewer. What do you call that? A food reviewer, is that a thing? A restaurant critic. There we go, thank you. A Grace Dent. Um, a Michael Winner. I would say more a Michael Winner. Michael Winner? <laughs> he was a food critic. Was he? I thought yeah. he was in films. Yeah, he was a food critic. Oh. Oh, he had a food column, yeah, yeah. Gosh. I've met Winner. Have you? Yeah. Chicken dinner? That's what we had. Um... So what we're going to do, we'll take a quick break, then we come back, I'm going to play the Democracy Manifest clip. It's brilliant. It's a guy being arrested in Australia, late 80s, early 90s. He's being arrested, and he comes out with just the best... This is why I say more Michael Winner. Comes out with the best lines in bullshine ever. Tonight we're going to hunt this guy down. And I won, I can't promise... I want to have him on the show before one o'clock. I want to have him on the show before the end of the show tonight. That's the plan. Okay. That's the plan. Can't promise it, but that's what we're going to aim for. You've got to have aims in life. If you think you can help, or if you just want to phone up for a chat, you know. But if you think you can help, 0344 499 1000. You speak to Alex tonight, he'll take your number, number give you a call straight back. 0344 499 1000. If you're listening abroad, particularly in Australia, you can't get through, send me an email. Ian at ianlee.com. And that's I A I N at I A I N L E dot com with your number and we'll give you a call. This is a very special late night alternative on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Okay, so, um, keep the mics up for this. So, that for those who don't know, this is the Democracy Manifest dude. But you just assured me that I could speak. Sit down inside the car. We're not assuring anything. We're under arrest. Look, I'm under what? Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. Okay, no, See that chap over there? He, okay, get no. your hand off my penis! <laughs> <laughs> Something I have to say to Catherine almost every single day. That's, that's libelous. He, um, he sounds South African. I thought he was South African for a long time. He's Australian. Uh, so there's four cops manhandling him into the back of a car. Let's just go back ever so slightly. See that chap over there? He, okay. Get your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. Why would you do this? For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? And that's that's the thing. Eat, eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock, sir. 
yes. I see that you know your judo well. Good one. And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? Now <laughs> get your hands on there. Tata and farewell. One cup, look. Tata and farewell. That's how we're going to sign off every single show. Now, I mentioned that we were going to do this, and loads of people got in touch and said, well, unfortunately, he's dead, so your search is ended. And I said, well, where have you got that from? And I've been pointed to this story from the 3rd of June, 2019. Around 10 years ago, also 2009, this thing. Oh, here we go. This is when it was posted 10 years ago. It's not when it happened. Around 10 years ago, little-known chess champion. Already, right? This is fascinating. He was a chess champion. Paul Charles Dozer, D-O-Z-S-A, became a posthumous celebrity when footage of his dramatic arrest outside a Sydney restaurant for dining and dashing went viral on YouTube. The bizarre clip, believed to have been recorded in 1988, showed Dozer protesting as several cops escorted him into a police car after he had tried to avoid paying a $50 bill. Now, this was the story that I'd heard, that he just was just doing a runner, and that this was kind of his um, modus operandi. Bless you. Well done for doing a girl thing and silencing it. Now wash your elbow, which is what you sneezed into for some reason. That's what you're supposed to do. Sneeze into your elbow? Yeah, not on your hands. Okay. His impassioned defence of his crime, for which he was later convicted, has been described by viewers as theatrical, eloquent and hilarious and inspired hundreds of internet memes. Dozer who spoke in a posh English accent, well, I thought it was South African, <laughs> despite being Hungarian, I don't know if that's true, said police had no right to eat him as his only crime had been to eat a succulent Chinese meal. He then complained that one of the police officers touched his genitalia and yelled, Get your hand off my penis! This is the blood that got me on the penis, people! When an officer moved to put the suspect in headlock, he remarked dryly, Ah, yes, I see you know your judo well. <laughs> this is just every line is a zinger. Turning to another cop, the clearly inebriated Dozer added, And you, sir, are you waiting to receive my limp penis? Dozer's hilarious delivery and defiant attitude made him something of a folk hero in the eyes of many Australians who consider him to be a... Um, a lovable rogue. He never got to enjoy his internet fame, though. So this was posted in 2009. This article is from last year. As he died in Melbourne in 2003, according to an obituary in the chess column of the Weekend Australian. But what now? Now we start to enter where... Well, let's read, let's read the facts that we have Um from this story. Dozer was apparently born in Zezged, the third largest city of Hungary, in 1940 and emigrated to Australia sometime in the mid-1960s. Despite his European origins, later in life, he adopted an accent closely resembling English-received pronunciation. This was just one of his many eccentricities. 
Dozer worked as a chef, but is best remembered as a chess player who competed in professional tournaments <clears throat> and eventually became a grandmaster. This is great. By his mid-40s, however, he fell on hard times. The exact cause of his downfall is unknown, but it can be assumed alcohol was a factor, as fellow chess players recall him often being drunk and falling asleep during competitions. He made headlines in the late 80s and 90s for dining at expensive restaurants or staying at five-star hotels and trying to leave without paying his bill. Um, at least one newspaper report of his dine and dash escapades describe him as being unemployed and of no fixed address. However, he would nonetheless speak and dress in the manner of a Hungarian nobleman. Um, it's believed he spent some time in prison at some stage, an experience he didn't mind too much because he enjoyed working in the kitchen. He apparently died of a brain tumour in 2003 after years of believing the Hungarian military had put secret implants in his head in 1958, a delusion that offers some insight into his mental state. Um, Dozer's bizarre life was mostly forgotten outside of Australian and New Zealand chess circles until footage of his 1988 arrest was uploaded to YouTube in 2019. Except nearly all of that is bullshit. From what we've been able to ascertain with a little bit of digging around. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you where the first line of bullshine comes from, right? Um, the, the, uh, what's this? Okay. A video appeared online in the last couple of days of this guy. Um, okay. Uh, I've, I've sent out a couple of cheeky emails before the show, and, um, okay, fine. Um, a video appeared of the guy about three or four days ago, maybe a week ago, being interviewed very, very recently. So, I'm going to try and find it on YouTube. Democracy Manifest. If we put that in, that should pop up. Um... Hang on a second. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Let's speak to Hassan while we're... Uh, while I'm looking for this. Hang on a second. What's going on here? Hey, Hassan. Ian, Kath. How are you guys? Good, thanks, man. What can we do for you? It's, yeah, um, well, I'm a podcast listener now. Back in the day, I used to be a radio listener. Work just keeps me busy. But um, I'm just finding my clothes, and um, I came across Sonia's call on Friday. Oh, yeah. Um, God, I'd... I don't think I've choked up in a while. I just absolutely just went. Um, and, and if she's listening, I hope she keeps her head up. And, and, and it's wonderful to know that someone like that is still listening to the Here's radio. Here's the thing that got me about Sonia's call. It's a great call. Yeah. Uh, it's a great oh, call. It's absolutely. a real privilege to talk to her. Is that we get 10-year-olds phone us yeah. who get it. And I think Sonia was 82. So we yeah, get 10-year-olds who get the show and we get 82-year-olds who get the show, and we get 46-year-olds tweeting me who don't get the show and send me abuse and can't accept the fact that this show makes 10-year-olds and 82-year-olds really, really happy and feel connected and feel part of something. And so all these people in the middle that don't get it, why do they want to yeah, ruin someone yeah, else's the, fun? Yeah, but those are the people who are actually listening to you right now as well, so thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Um, nice one, Hassan. Okay, cheers. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, ma'am. So, then a few days ago, this 
appeared. This is from March the 5th, okay? A succulent Chinese meal. There he is. He's there. I think there might be a swear in this, so I'm going to hover. I'm going to hover. I can't remember if he drops an F-bomb. This is from sportsbet.com.au. Um, and the description on YouTube is... Um, it's one of Australia's most viral videos, and for years there have been many claims surrounding the whereabouts of the Democracy Manifest guy. Um, it had been rumoured he'd passed away more than 15 years ago, that his name was Paul Charles Dozer, that he was from Hungary, and that he was a chess grandmaster. Sportsbet can confirm in an exclusive interview that all of those myths are untrue. Democracy Manifest guy is alive and well in Brisbane and sat down for a tell-all interview. So this is it. There may be a swear, so bear with me. Ah, eating a meal. A succulent Chinese meal. Ladies and gentlemen, I, you see me, I am Mr. Democracy Manifest, not some Hungarian chess player. It is I. I said, get your hand off my penis. You want me to hit that button there? Yeah. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. God, there's so many ways that you can manifest democracy, isn't there? I've been to that restaurant many times before. I think it was called the China Seas Restaurant in the valley. I don't even know if it's still there. This is 30 years ago. I'm there with a mate, having a beautiful feed like I normally do there. And they've all surrounded the place and ran in. There's all TV cameras. Channel 7, Channel 9, whatever, surrounded the place and come and arrested me. When Cecil George Edwards was arrested in the Chinatown Mall last Friday, the Valley Police thought they had one of Queensland's most wanted. Instead, he was a petty criminal working under several aliases, the police allege, a con man with a flair for acting. What is the charge? Eating a meal? Succulent Chinese meal? Oh, we got the wrong man. We thought he was a international criminal or something or other, some want, most wanted. Only hours after his arrest, the watch house granted him bail, leaving the police red-faced and empty-handed. <laughs> I see that you know your judo well. <laughs> I, I, I wanted to uh, think that I was off my head a lunatic, so they'd send me to a lunatic asylum so I could escape from there, because it, it's a bit hard to escape from a the city watch house. Their prisons are pretty secure. Anyway, I've done me time. I've started to do some paintings of that arrest because some people want them. Painted by the hand of this victim of democracy. Hope I can get a quid out of it. But, uh, one needs a quid, doesn't it? Why start? I won't say ta-ta and farewell. I'll say Alf saying I love you all. So he's alive. Oh. He's alive. You're sure that's of, the same guy? As sure as I can. It sounds so much like him. And it looks like him. So what's brilliant, right, is A, that this thing exists. This guy, this weirdo gets arrested in a Chinese restaurant. Um, and he comes out and does this wonderful speech, okay? But then there's this whole wonderful backstory of a Hungarian grandmaster who died in 2000. And none of it is true. Now, let me just, we, we've got Noel and we've got Alan, and we'll go to you in a second, but before we do, just to show how um, uh, much he has sunk into 
the psyche. Remember Brian Pern? Yes. That was uh, Tommy Cocker, Simon Day's show. He was basically Peter Gabriel. Um, Brian Pern did a song about this guy. Gosh. Uh, and, and By the way, I thought Brian Pern was dead. <laughs> this is Chinese meal from the old... Now it gets confusing, because I'm going to say something that's not true. This is Chinese meal from the old Grey Whistle Test, 1982, except it's not. It's from a comedy show about a guy who was sort of like a mirror image of Peter Gabriel that was done about four years ago. Here we go. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, that's a nice headlock. Oh. John Barker ate a Chinese meal. A succulent Chinese meal. Get <laughs> your hand off my penis! This is the bloke who got me on the penis before. fried rice. Pretty soon he'd have to pay the price. The waiter said, you must sling your hook. Mistaking John for a common crook. <laughs> the police responded to the waiter. Turning up. Seconds later In a headlock they compressed his nuts <laughs> Drove him off with no missile butts All John wanted was a Chinese meal Now his cock and his balls can squeal <laughs> Now his cock and his balls can squeal Energy and it goes. On. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how good Brian Pern was. So he's and he's he's kind of sunk into the culture. And there's a there's a, an Australian band who um, I've been uh, in touch with, and they can't come on tonight. But there's a band called the Chats who had him at the end of one of their videos. Apparently, the song isn't safe to play on the air. And I've asked the Chats to come on. The Chats can't come on tonight, but. We want to hunt him down. I want to get him on the show by one o'clock if we can. If you can help, 0344 499 1000. We're going to do some digging around. This is the Late Night Alternative on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Alan, good evening, Alan. Hey, Mozoika. Hello. What now is the Cardiff Webbyhole? Sorry? How was the Cardiff Webby Hall? It was great. We did a sh thank you to everyone who came to Cardiff yesterday. We had a great time. It was a good show. We had a lot of fun. What was the final attendance? Uh, excellent. No, what was the figure? Excellent. So you sold out, then? Didn't say that. I said the attendance was excellent. All the right people were there. Yeah. Well, next one's Birmingham. Next one is Birmingham in April, ianlee.com slash event. Guys, you want to come to the Glee Club in Birmingham and risk the chance of catching uh, the coronavirus, then please come along. And I'm going to be there. Yeah. And you're going to be doing the introduction, aren't you? Yeah. 50 um, pounds a And word. also, last night's cross, did you see the dog doing a whoopsie during Best in Show? Not got, I'm not really getting a lot of the words today. Didn't you know cross last night? Did Crufts. my minnows crush? No, you know Crufts last night. I, I didn't know. Dog in a poo. Dog's poo, mate. Yeah, even the queen. Even the queen. Doing even, even they the stick queen, a rosette on it. Even the queen does a poo, mate. Even the pope does a dump. 
No, but it went Twitter into meltdown last night. No, it didn't. I didn't see it. Well, you were watching Channel 4 because it is live on air. I was, I was asleep. I was streaming my sleep last night, and I made, get this, I made $79 from sleeping. I'm sleeping again tonight. When I get home tonight, half past two, the sleep stream reopens for business. Twitch.tv slash Ian Lee. You don't have to pay. But it'd be great if you did. I'm what home alone pounds? this week. Maybe I'll stream myself sleeping. Do it. Do it. What time pound? Uh, it's about 65 quid, 60 quid, something like that. That's all right, isn't it, for a sleep? That's not bad. It's not bad for a kip. Well, maybe I ought to think about doing that. Mmm. Mmm. <laughs> people to watch me sleeping and snoring. Mm. Well, oh. they can hear you sleeping most nights when you phone us. Exactly. And no, if, mom, that's mom, if they mom, stay mom, awake. <laughs> and you don't send them into sleeping. No, but I wouldn't like a nice suckle of Chinese meal. I would, too. You've got to say it, right, you've got to say it. <coughs> oh, oh, my God, God, that went in my ear, it's wet! Flemmy. You've got to say... A nice suckle of Chinese meal! That's not how he says it. Right, here we go, hang on. Uh, let me find it, here we go. Here we go, hang on. Democracy manifest. Have a look at the headline. Where is it? Here we go. Wait for the Chinese meal. Look, I'm under what? He says it in a very specific way. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Have a look at the headlock here. See that chap over there? Get your hand off my penis! Do that one, Alan, please. Get your hand off my penis! Thank you. This is the bike who got me on the penis before. <laughs> Why did you do this to me? For what reason? What is the charge? Here we go. Eating a meal. A succulent Chinese meal. <laughs> what is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? There we go. Thank you very much, Alan. Let's go to Noel. Good evening, Noel. <laughs> Good evening, Ian. Um, I've get, given you three choices. Um, how to uh, mm. get... World leaders yeah. self-isolate. Hang on a second, hang on a second, hang on a second, Kath, go thought on. thought you'd fallen out with why us, you, Noel. Why are you mouthing stuff? Say it! I thought you'd fallen out with us, Noel. I'm very surprised oh, to hear you from did, you. Oh, you did, you did, didn't you tell us to F off? Yeah, it's quite rude. You told us to F uh, off. Uh, 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 I, I, I do apologise. Oh, that's all right then. I mean, I didn't, tell you, I didn't tell you to F off, I wouldn't do that. No, I think I you did, that. actually, mate. I think you did. And listen, it's cool. No, no I, I think our memory of it is a little bit better. I think you did, and it's cool because uh, I know that you have, you know, that you have, you're unwell. But it was, it was, it was pretty lousy, man. And then just to come back a, f a few months later, as if nothing's happened. Um, I've, I've just said that I apologise. Um, uh, you, you said that the Bible is untrue, and I disapprove of that. Yeah. Uh, I've got got three just different choices for you. Um, how to prevent viruses. How to get people to self-isolate, which I've suggested to world government leaders, and also sanitary tissue, so you've got the three choices. What is wrong with Kenmore? Kenmore used to love this show, and now it just sends abuse. This is the last time I'll ever reference one of his tweets. I'm blocking him for 24 hours. So you want to track down a guy, he did this before, with an obvious mental illness. Who's got, who's got an obvious mental illness? What's he talking about? From a video clip from 32 years ago, whether he's dead or alive, the Be Nicer campaign didn't last long. What are you talking about? He's going, oh, what? Kenmore, mate, you need to ch chill out. You used to, I'm blocking you so you can keep tweeting, but we won't see your tweets in the studio for 24 hours. I, up until about a week ago, this guy was, was tongue was firmly up my jacksie. 
Aren't people strange? Also, we're not digging someone out that doesn't want to be found. This guy has put himself back into he public arena. He's trying to shift some paintings. He did, um... It did a big... Hang on, what are we even explaining? It's talking to these idiots. Yes, go on, Noel, quickly. Um, how to prevent viruses. Let's let's do that one. Um, love is number one. Love. Two, Hang on, love yeah. is number one. What about the AIDS virus? That was when it was... Herpes. When, that, when they, when they yeah. were big, that no, love was the cause. I'm not talking about sexual. I'm not talking about sexual. No, you, no. Love, love. Love, no, love. No, love no, you, no, yeah. no. Shut up, right? I'll tell you why. Because actually, um, this corona thing, right, is really serious. Okay? Yes, it is. And it's yeah, good to I'm make... Me... No, but shut up and listen. It's yeah. good to make jokes about it, because that's what we do. I don't think it's a British thing. I think it's a human thing that we make jokes about it. And that is great. But there are people who are really, really worried about this coronavirus, right? My yeah. mum, nearly 70 years old, she's got an immune deficiency disease, and she lives in a care home. If that virus... And this has genuinely been on my mind a lot this weekend... If that virus gets in that care home, my mum is probably going to die. Right? Well, There's a, a, a joke about it. No, I'm I know, I know, no, no. Can you be quiet? Because you're actually, you're actually talking quite dangerous bollocks, which is even worse than making a joke about it. No, there is, no, 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 shut up, listen. There is a strong chance if my mum gets it, she will die. And I tweeted this today, at a few people telling me to calm down. I'm not, I'm not panicking. I'm, I'm rightfully concerned. And then I also had a lot of people tweeting me saying, yeah, my dad's got um, lung cancer. My kid's got an immune deficiency disease. My, my wife is really ill and she's pregnant. All of these people, all of these people who have a genuine concern that if the coronavirus gets into their life, Someone they love a lot could die, right? I'm not saying this to, to scare... You know, if you listen to the show, we don't do scare tactics here. I'm speaking honestly. This is what I am concerned about my mum. I am genuinely worried that my mum is going to die. And I'm, I don't know whether I should go and visit her or not. I bought some latex gloves today so that I can wear gloves if I can go. I don't know. I don't know what the best thing is to do, right? So phoning up Noel and saying, here's how to beat a virus, tip one, love... Do you know what? If that were a joke, I'd be cool with that. But you're giving that out, and I bet we're going to get another F off. You're giving that out as genuine advice. Explain. If you hate, you you will get a cold. Oh, God, no. Jesus. God, dear God. Dear God, man. This is serious, Noel. If you hate, you will get a cold. Flip it, heck, man. How do babies get colds, then? Two, plenty of exercise out. How do babies get colds, Noel? Because their mums hate. Uh, it's very rare that a baby gets no, colds. No, it's not. It's not true. Babies get and, and colds. No. They, they get it from other people. No. Well, well then... They then, get it from other people. Well, then your, your argument it. about babies getting colds from... People getting colds from hate is nonsense. No, it isn't, because they catch it from other yeah, people. Yeah, they catch germs, not here's hate. The thing. No, here's the thing. You're not well, mate. I'm very well. No, you're Extremely not. Extremely well. Because you're I've talking... i so well. Okay, no, well, I'm going to ask you, with love, to put the phone yeah. down and to not call us again. With love. Because I don't think it's healthy for you. I think yeah, that's true. That's it, true. Exactly. So, 
Put the phone Goodbye. down. Goodbye. With love. With love. I'm trying to be... Sometimes... And here's the thing, right? You can pull me up on this being be kinder. You can pull me up on it. Because it's really hard sometimes. It's really, really hard. And I found myself getting very angry there because I'm genuinely worried about my mum's health. And I know you're worried about your mum's at the moment because she's feeling a little bit under the weather. And and the number of people that got in touch with me on Twitter saying, well, yeah, we've got this. My kid's got this. My wife's got this. My son's got... So many people are concerned beyond this, you know, just calm down, everybody, just wash your hands... People are going to. People are dying. I think we've had three deaths in the UK. It might be four, three or four. Um, and it's just hit me as well that they're all someone's. They're all related to someone. They're all related to someone, and it's all well and good going. Well, there's only been three deaths, but imagine if that's your mum or your nan. That's one death that's really, really significant and important. So, it's something I take. I'm starting to take really seriously. I'm not panicking. I'm not trying to spread fear, but I've taken a tip from Daryl Morris, who's normally on after us. I bought some uh, disinfectant wipes to wipe the studio. I'm washing my hands all the freaking time. I got some toilet roll. <laughs> There's loads of toilet roll in my Tesco. Um, I, I don't know if I can go and visit my mum or not. I don't know what the best thing is to do. So I'm really worried about it. I'm really worried about it. So someone phoning up saying, love. But then I've got to remember, be kinder. That Noel is, um, although he denies that he's not, he denies he has an illness. He, from previous conversations, he has confessed in the past that there, is some, there are some mental issues going on. So I have to rein back my initial knee-jerk anger and send him away with love. And to have kept him on was, would have been exploitative. And we're not here to explain. Well, and also potentially dangerous. I yeah. know most people know what they're hearing when they hear quote-unquote advice like love is you know the answer to coronavirus but for the odd person that isn't yeah yeah so onwards and upwards we're carrying on looking for mr democracy also can i just say the be kind of thing doesn't mean that we let people tell us to f off don't have to and he did do that we don't have to let people walk over us we're looking for mr democracy manifest we don't actually know his name yet we don't think we know his name. If you've got any clues, 0344 499 This, dear listener, is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344 The hunt for Mr. Democracy Manifest continues. Evening, Dean. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Kath. Hi, Dean. Yeah, um, I'd just like to say... Uh, Thank you for putting it out about people that are vulnerable, because I'm one of them. Ah, okay. I, I've been uh, told by my doctor uh, on the Friday to self-isolate, uh, because I've got a, 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 an immune dis- deficiency. Also, I have my, if you remember, I have a chest problem um, that I talked about to you, to you before. And uh, he said, it's, it, at the moment, he advises I don't go out. Well, what are you going to do? Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm just. I haven't been out since Friday, so I'm just staying indoors. And I wish um, someone would. I, I don't want to make light of it, but yeah. Um, I, and I, I'm not. But I wish 
14, I mean, 14 days in isolation would be great. I've got, I've got food, I've got yeah. books, I've got movies. Have you well, got I, stuff I got to do? You know, I'm not, I'm not wanting for anything. No, exactly. I, I did, um, email my bosses, uh, today yeah. saying, is there a contingency plan? Because it's dead easy to do this show from home. All you need is a half-decent microphone and a half-decent internet connection. I've done it a couple of times. Yeah. Um, and I said, is there a contingency plan um, for presenters and producers doing the show from home? Someone would have to come in. A tech op would have to come in. Sorry, guys. But producer yeah. and could do the show from home and the presenter. And they're like, we have a plan. But yeah. at the moment, we are following government guidelines. Okay. I don't think the government's doing enough. But, you yeah. know, there's, I do think there are loads of um, loads of jobs where you don't actually need to leave home. This being one of them. Um, and uh, I just think maybe companies should be getting a little bit ahead of the game and, and saying, Absolutely. OK, if you can work from home, oh. then work from home. As long as you're doing the work, as long as you're doing the work. Just imagine they can give this studio a deep clean. Oh my God, and it needs it after some of the bile I've stepped into in here. Yeah. So, um, you know, but apparently that's not an option just yet. Well, I, I, that's what worries me because, you know, they, they say, oh, well, we're looking at it, we're looking at it, and that's all they seem to be doing. And, uh, I mean, uh, I, I, when I wrote to the, my doctor rang me, actually, um on Friday, and he said that, you know, uh, you're a vulnerable, very vulnerable. I said, yeah. He said, the best thing you can do is stay indoors. Uh, have you got everything you want? Um, we can arrange, like, for people to drop off food or anything. I said, no, I'm fine, I'm fine. You know, I've got a, a freezer full of food that I need to eat anyway. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I'm very lucky in that sense that I got people around. Are you worried about it? If you're, because yeah, well, remind I'm me, you said did you say it. you're seventy? Uh, I'm sixty-eight. Sixty-eight. Yeah, uh, and I'm deadly worried about it. You are worried about it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm just every day I wake up thinking, oh no, I just hope it just keeps away, you know. Um, and this is the and thing. It, so much of this, this this coverage has been driven by people like me. White yeah. middle-aged men who, if we get it, will at worst will have a bad flu, at best will have a, will have a slight cold, but we'll be okay. We'll be okay. And I think that's driving a lot of people's attitudes towards it. Oh, but, well, more people have died of the flu. Well, okay, we we can st we, we've got a way to treat the flu. We can be yeah. more we can be concerned about more than one thing as well. We've got I mean, a, a vaccine have, for the flu. We haven't got one for this. I have my flu jab and everything, so I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Uh, and I know, I've, I'm a touch wood, I've never had flu since I had uh, uh, the injection, you know. Um, but I'm, I'm deadly worried about this, because there's no no help for me, because they told me that, uh, more or less, they're, they're saying that it affects their lungs, and if it gets there, then I'm, I'm, there's not a lot they can do. Hang in there, Dina, thanks for sharing that with us. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to appreciate, thank you for, for bringing it up, you know. It's, yeah, I've been thinking about it a lot recently, mate, so thank you very much, uh, indeed. Because I think it's going to happen. I think it's going to happen in as much as it's going to go across the country, s at, at least as much as, uh, it has done in Italy. And, um, really worried about my mum. Really worried about my mum.
what, what can you do? It's out of our hands, God's will and all of that. Got um, the, the serenity prayer and all of that. Um, but I don't know if I should go and see her. And if I, I bought latex gloves, obviously I wouldn't touch her. And But I don't think I've got it. I think I'm fine, but you don't know if you've got it. I'm not an at-risk category in terms of travel and stuff, but there was a, um, a member of staff on the London Underground was diagnosed with it yesterday, or maybe even today, actually, today. So, and he hadn't travelled abroad. So the whole travelling abroad thing is gone well, now. it only takes someone to come into contact with someone who's travelled abroad, and then it's untraceable. Yeah, exactly. And we, so we've gone beyond that now. Whether you've travelled... Yeah, sure, if you've travelled, you know, from Iran or Italy, you're more at risk, but... We're beyond that now. We are all, to a certain degree, and I'm, I'm choosing my words really carefully, because there's, there's no point in creating panic. This is not one of those shows that, that thrives on fear and division. But, you know, when you've got someone from the London Underground who's had it, we are beyond simply, you know, where people have travelled from, and also someone on the London Underground, you know, where millions of people use it every single day. It's, it's, it's here. You see people walking around um, with masks on, and it's been... A site that you see in London for, for a few years. Yeah. Normally, people like Japanese people, Chinese, Korean people, you see wearing the masks. Yeah. And it seemed like overkill. And I know that it's not the answer. You know, the medical advice would suggest that it's kind of ineffective. But I also no longer can blame them well, for well. taking that precaution. Does anyone believe that picture of that woman with the bucket on her head on the train? I don't believe that. <sighs> I don't believe it. I don't believe it. We could go and fake a picture of, I don't know, me outside a hospital with, with a blood-stained bandage on my head and, and it would get taken at face value. Well, how do we explain it? Say I got attacked by an owl or something. They wouldn't fall for that. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I don't believe that picture of the bucket on the head. I'm not convinced. No, and as we've found in the past, if there is a... Um, a theme that piques the interest of the media at the time. Sometimes they'll fit a story around it. Let me take this. Image. Let me take this call. Hello, Brian. Hi. Hello, Brian. You're live yeah, on the air. Um, oh, oh, hang on. I'll turn my radio off. Sorry, I didn't realise. I, right. I didn't realise. Sorry. Yeah, um, I was just saying, um, last week I was in a bus stop. You know, because obviously I haven't got a car, I don't drive, so I use public transport, and I was with my daughter. And this guy was coughing everywhere and spitting on the floor. Oosh. And I was, and I said to him, I said, "Look, you might have a, you know, you might have a viral infection. Don't what you've got, but can you stop spitting?" And he was just carrying on doing it. Um, so I mean, I, I did get really angry with the whole situation, but in the end, I decided to move away. But it's people like that who are just who have got no consideration for other people who are doing things like that in.
Yeah. Here's the I thing, I'm not worried about me. Be... I'm not worried about me. I'm not worried about me. Worst right. happens to me, I'll have, a, I'll have a couple of weeks off work. Beautiful. My mum could die. <laughs> that's what I'm worried, that's a genuine concern oh, that course. is not over yeah. the top. That is not over the top at all. Yeah, absolutely. I think the best thing to do is to try and stay away from city centres, I think, if you can do we that. Work, we, work in, we work by London Bridge in London. And we, we drive in and we don't really go through the city that much, but we work in London. Yeah. And, it's, and, and again, it's, we could work from home if our bosses pulled their fingers out, um, but, mm. but, but, but we're in a really privileged position. Most people couldn't. And most people couldn't afford... Yeah. I, I don't work for a month. It would be tough. I could take the hit. Um, Kath would struggle a bit more, but I could give, I got, I could give you a few quid. Do you know what? We would be all right. But there are so many mm. people that can't afford a day off work. Oh, no. It's, uh, worrying. Taxi drivers. Do you know what I mean? I worry about them. You know? Oh, yeah, I don't, I'm not worried about them. They're scumbags. It's a joke! It's a joke! It's a joke! 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. We will hunt down Mr. Democracy Manifest. We have two names for him. We'll speak to Caitlin. We'll speak to Jackie. We could speak to you, dear listener, the Late Night Alternative, weeknights from 10 on Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Across the UK. Late Night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Number 54 The house with the bamboo door Bamboo roof and bamboo walls They've even got a bamboo floor You must get to know Soho Joe He runs an espresso Call the house of bamboo It's a meal of sticks Sticks and bricks but you can get your kicks In the house of bamboo In this casino You can drink a chino And it's got to swing into the cha-cha Dance the bolero in the sombrero Shake, I like a snake You want to drop in When the cats are hopping Let your two feet move to the big beat Pick yourself a kitten And listen to the paddle that rocks the jukebox, I'm telling you, when you're blue, well there's a lot to do, in the house of bamboo, go with it boy! An espresso called the House of Bamboo. In this casino, you can drink a chino. Let your two feet move to the big beat. Make yourself a kitten and listen Here to we the of that rocks. I'm telling you. This is the weirdest, creepiest, yet horniest song great, I've ever heard it? in my life. Well, there's a lot to do. In the house of bamboo. What would you do in this? It's drinking and sex. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. The house with a bamboo door, bamboo roof, and bamboo walls. 
They've even got a bamboo float. Fire hazard. That's <laughs> what I think. You've got to get to know Soho Joe. I don't want to know anything about Soho Joe. Good evening, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative. I'm Ian Lee. You are... <laughs> Soho Joe. Uh, you can give us a call about anything. We're on a mission tonight. But as usual, you can call us about absolutely anything. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. You speak to Alex. He will take your name and number and we'll give you a call straight back. Caitlin and Jackie, stay there. We're coming to you very soon. But we're on a mission. We're hunting down Mr. Democracy Manifest. We've played the clip. We'll play it again a bit later on. I don't want to kind of overwhelm you with it. Um, but we want to find him and we want to get him on the show, ideally by the end of the show tonight, if that's at all possible. Some, we've got some tweets in that give me a bit of information. We have two names for him. Well, I might have found another. Okay, go on, Reid. You found an article, haven't you? Yes, yeah, Sydney Morning Herald, which is... That's not, his, that's not his name. No. That's, oh, that's the newspaper. Yeah. Thank you. Yes, that's the newspaper. And it's very difficult with his character to know what is true and what isn't, because it would seem that part of his past as being to do with deception and, you know, various kind of different identities. So yeah. there's been talk of him being a chess grandmaster. There's been talk of him uh, being a, a confidence trickster. Um, here's what the Sydney Morning Herald has to say. Purveyors of succulent Chinese meals rejoice, for the man behind the infamous Democracy Manifest video has been found alive and well, and he's not a Hungarian chess master, but a humble painter from Queensland. In a tell-all interview with the sports betting company, this is the one we played earlier on, Jack Kay, previously known as Cecil Edwards, did we know that name before? Uh, the names I have are Cecil George Edwards and Jack Kay. All right, okay. So it, um, before he was known as Paul Charles Dozer. Anyway, so Jack Kay says the viral video captures a bungled police sting and it turns out the memorable arrest which took place in Brisbane's Fortitude Valley around three decades ago was covered by none other than veteran journalist Chris Reason in his first year at Channel 7. If you're thoroughly confused, says the Morning Herald, then please pretend this article never happened. But if you know your judo well... <laughs> Read on. <laughs> uh, so they put a, a, a clip of the video there so people can um, remember what it was like. As a crowd of police bundle the man into a waiting car, he declaims in a stage voice that would put Olivier to shame, Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. Why have you done him like George Galloway? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalist messages. <laughs> More memorable phrases follow. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? Oh, no, you do it weird. And I'm a woman. And then most oh. scandalously of all, get your hands off my penis. <laughs> He says it like that, doesn't he? He does, he does. <laughs> now, one of the clip first uploaded on YouTube 11 years ago went viral. The identity of the man under arrest had long been a mystery. Some declared him to be Paul Charles Dozer, an Hungarian emigre and chess player who racked up over 190 convictions for dining and dashing at restaurants across Australia. But Dozer died in 2003. And now that story can be put to bed because the real Mr. Democracy manifest has come forth. Mm. How he resurfaced is not clear. His first outing seems to be a video posted on popular Australian meme page Brown Cardigan last July. And there's a video here. What? Hang on a minute. What, what is what is Brown Cardigan? What, do you want to play that? I'll hold yeah. it up against the mic. Yeah. Oh, shall I? Let me play it. What's it? Brown Cardigan. Hang on. Brown Cardigan. This sounds a little bit dodgy bodsky. Um, Australia. And we don't know if it's got swear. So. Okay. Um, what, what I can it? send you the link. Oh, yeah, send me the link. That, that'll do it, of course. All right, Go let on. me do that here. <laughs> Democracy 
manifest. Mm-hmm. All right, it's on mm-hmm. Facebook. There we go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you should have that. Mm-hmm. Why do you not have it? This is exciting now. Which one did you send it to my your top personal, secret my personal private email that I keep leaking on my Twitch streams? <laughs> it is always leaking it on my Twitch streams. It's not come yet. You carry on reading, and I'll let you know when it pops up. Okay, so this is on Brown Cardigan. Clip shows an older man with a striking resemblance and an identical voice to the star of the beloved original. Then fast forward to last Friday when the same older man exploded onto the internet. Australian punk band The Chats published a promotional video for their upcoming tour featuring an older gentleman and recreating the famous arrest. Oh. Do you want me to send it, DM you? There we go. I got it. You got it? I got it. I got it. I got this it. is the brown cardigan link. Hang on a second here. Let's have a little... Uh, um, here we go. You ready? Yep. What do you want me to say? Democracy manifest. Gentlemen, this is democracy manifest. <laughs> get your hands off my penis. And also get your hand out there. Get your hand off my penis. So someone that's like someone has just found him in a noisy bar yeah. and cornered him and said, Can we can we just film you saying your greatest hits? And he does it with great pleasure. Now, cynically, you could go, well, he's a man that looks similar and has a similar voice. Yeah. And they get he's obviously familiar with the clip and yeah it's him it's, it's he looks like him, him doesn't definitely it him. Go, okay, go anyway on. so this australian punk band the chats pro- published a promotional video for their upcoming tour featuring an older gentleman and i've recreating... spoken to the chats managers and the chats ain't coming on the show ah. tonight unfortunately unfortunately so then came a website announcing he'd returned and i've got a link to the website okay jack is still with us jack will tell his story his name is not paul charles dozer he was not chess grandmaster and he's most definitely still alive these tantalising hints go no further, but the curious are invited to get in touch for a price. For, yeah, 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 that's... I, okay, go on. Good, good for him, by the way. Would you like to book an interview with Mr Democracy Manifest himself? You can contact Jack's agent with your details and offer. Succulent Chinese meals aren't cheap. I know. That's not the only attempt to monetize him. The website advertises a range of merchandise emblazoned with the famous quotes. Now, I've seen some of these T-shirts. You've just sent me this link, and I've seen some of these T-shirts. And the one with the, the yellow and the red and the... It looks like a Chinese menu. It's a great T-shirt. It's $40, though. Mm. It's expensive. Yeah. It's expensive. Because I want one of the paintings that he's doing in the interview, but they're not for sale on the website. They're coming soon, apparently. Okay. Okay. One way or another, it didn't take long for him to get in front of the camera for an interview. Sitting down with Sportsbet, that's the clip we played at the beginning okay. of the show. He confirms he's the man in the clip and recounts the day of his arrest when his tranquil lunch was rudely interrupted. There's all TV cameras, Channel 7, Channel 9, whatever he says, they've surrounded the place and come arrested me. An archival news package then plays from soon after the arrest. Um... This is the reason who is now quite well-known reporter, apparently. When Cecil George Edwards was arrested in a town mall last Friday, the Fortitude, sorry, Fortitude Valley Police thought they'd caught Queensland's most wanted, reason reported. Instead, he was a petty criminal working under several aliases, a con man with a flair for acting. Only hours after his arrest, the watch house granted him bail, leaving the police red-faced and empty-handed. Mr Manifest gives a wry chuckle before explaining just why he deployed his famous Bon Mo. I wanted them to think I was a lunatic, so they'd send me to a lunatic asylum so I could escape from there. Anyway, I've done my time. Okay, so we've got the website. I'm going to make a quick phone call here. Let's just see if this... 
<laughs> so he says, hope I can get a quid out of it. Why Let, starve? Let's just see. Um, I said, I don't want that. I want to go here. Let's see. Because the thing is, this his characters, it could all be balls. Every single thing. I'm phoning Australia. <clears throat> Thank you to Richard who sent me this. Thank you for calling Tennessee. So we can take your call now. Please leave your name, phone number. This is the restaurant. We'll What's the dialing code for the UK? Zero zero one. Hello, China Seas. My name is Ian Lee. I'm oh no, zero zero four four. I'm calling from Talk Radio in the UK. My number for the next hour or so is zero zero four four three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Um. We would love to chat to you, as I believe that your restaurant is the famous restaurant in the Democracy Manifest video. A succulent Chinese meal! And I just wondered if you could give us any information about what happened that day all those years ago. My name is Ian Lee, and again, my phone number is 0044-344-4991000. I may try you in an hour or so, as we're on air for another hour and a half. Thank you very much. Goodbye. That's the restaurant. The thing That's is, what Chinese is it? 11, it's about 11 o'clock there, isn't it? No, I think it's earlier than that. I think, it, I think it's 9 o'clock there. Right. I think it's nine o'clock in Brisbane. So we might struggle with that. But hey, listen, I know you're not in tomorrow. Um, I, I think we can do this tonight. I, I'll give I'll give him a hundred dollars. What's Australian dollars? That's worse than pounds, isn't it? I'm not sure. That's like sixty pounds. I'll give him sixty pounds. Well, I want to buy one of his paintings. I want to buy one of his paintings. That's the thing. Um, so, okay. So there's a contact form on his website. Have you filled it in? Yes. Have you filled, and what offer have you made? Not. Okay, all right, that's good. I said we really love to speak to him. Do you think that might be possible? Then we've opened okay. conversation. Okay, now, can you go... Because I, do you know what I think it might be? Yeah. This is all an experiment. I think they might be about yeah. to do, I don't know, a, a documentary or something, and they're going to say, and look, people who didn't really know who this guy was were falling over themselves and offering all this money. Um, let's, uh... But that's the cynical journal in me. Okay. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the phone number. Caitlin and Jackie stay there. We're going to look at, we'll come back and speak to you in a second. Then we're going to look at his Instagram page. And if anyone's got any other clues, we will follow them up. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Let us go to Caitlin. Good evening, Caitlin. Hiya. Hey, Caitlin, what can we do Hi. for you this evening? Well, I wanted to say thank you for keeping me company while I'm in isolation at home. Are you in isolation because of the coronavirus? Yeah. Now, is it's, this because um, they suspect that you might have it or to keep yourself safe? No, it's to keep me safe because I have multiple disabilities right. and asthma. And when I got a cold a few months ago, it nearly killed me. Now, loads of people... This hadn't occurred to me, but loads of people today said they were worried about their relatives with asthma. And, of course, that would have a huge impact. And that hadn't crossed my mind at all. Yeah, well, I've been asked by my doctor to stay indoors until further notice. So it's not just for, like, two weeks. Oh, mate. You've got to stay in isolation till it's over. 
Because this could go on for well, this could go on for for three, four, five months. Yep. And um, I have carers in. Uh, luckily, I only have um, four. Four of the same, so I'm at a lot lower risk. Yeah. Than a lot of other people. And what? So your carers but, come in and visit you, do they, throughout the day? Yeah. And are they washing their day. hands when they come in? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Yeah, and one of but one of the problems I'm facing because I have carers in and medical staff, and they all have to wash their hands a lot because of the panic buy-in. We can't get the the hand washing stuff that we actually really need because idiots are panic buying and we can't get hold of it. So I was wondering if you could um, do a message on your radio show. No one's going to listen to me. explain to people that <laughs> they're actually putting vulnerable people in danger well, you've by said it. You've said it and you've expressed it better than I ever could. And, and here's, the, here's the, the, the bad news I got for you. No one's going to listen. No one's no, going to listen. I, I went to the to my Tesco's and there were loads of toilet rolls there. Not as many as normal. About two-thirds of the toilet roll shelves were empty. But I was surprised when I turned the aisle and there were plenty there. And I always buy a nine-pack because I live on my own, but my boys come and stay. You know, so I always buy a nine-pack. Yeah. And that's all I bought today. It would have been very easy to have picked up a couple of them or three of them. <laughs> but I honestly, I don't... I don't know what the panic buying of toilet paper. I know it's slightly different from the, the hand sanitizer. I don't know what the toilet paper's for. The only thing I can think of is that it's people who assume they're not going to be able to get out of the house for two weeks. It's not a nuclear war. No. But I think I know the answer to that. Oh, go on. On Twitter, I don't know how true this is, um, notices were going up and it was probably a prank saying that toilet rolls were being recalled in Australia because the cardboard tubes are made in no, China. No, I don't, I don't believe that for a second. I don't believe <laughs> so, that. I don't believe that for a second. This thing went viral yeah. and everybody started panic buying toilet rolls because yeah. they thought there was going to be a manufacturer. No. But then that doesn't make sense if they thought that. there might be contaminated toilet rolls, yeah. does it? Well, you don't, you don't put that up your... I don't think that... I think that's, that's um, you know, it's very easy to spread um, lies and, and create panic like that. I don't think yeah. that's the thing. Well, I, I wish you the very best... I, I wish everyone the very best of luck. It's a very peculiar thing to be uh, uh, living through. And it's, it, it, doesn't it bring it home... Because um, in the movies, they find a cure like after like a week or a month. We ain't going to get a cure for it or a treatment for it for at least a year. Yeah. Um, so movies are bullshine is what I have learned. Um, best of luck, Caitlin. Keep in touch and let us know how things yeah. go. Well, I really hope your mum will be okay ah, as thank well because um, care homes and that will probably get told the same as we've been told. Yeah, but, and you go you from... Know, they've got to have a, a measure of exclusion. Yeah. All it takes is one carer forgetting to wash their hands or one visitor yeah. coming in or one... All it takes is one something to slip through and then it's yeah. in. <laughs> and then it's in. That's why we hate opening the door now even to delivery men and things. Yeah. I had a delivery guy today, actually... Door. 
and I noticed, it was the posters for the show, and I noticed that he didn't ask me to sign, he didn't, didn't ask for the signature, he just wanted my name, and I wondered if that was just an order that, I think it did require a signature, but this, if, if that, it was DPD, and I wonder if that's DPD's um, thing now, is to not get people to sign, which makes perfect sense mm. to me. Yeah. Caitlin, best of luck, thank you so much. Let's go to Jackie. Evening, Jackie. Good evening. Right, I'm going to touch on the washing of hands subject. I used to work in a factory that cooked, uh, packed cooked meats for a high brand retailer. High brand cooked meats. Yeah, it was um, M and S. Okay? Oh, the good meats. Not just any cooked meats. Not any cooked meats. M and S cooked meats. But their hygiene and their conditions that we had to work in were very, very high. Of course there were, so M&S and Spencer's. So, we used to go in and we'd have to go through three separate rooms before we went into the high-risk room. Yes. And we had to wash our hands in every room. Beautiful. Then de-back our hands, put our thermal gloves on because it was a high-risk cold room, refrigerated and plastic gloves, you know, um, on our hands. But one day we went to do a hygiene course upstairs in the office. It was filthy up there. <laughs> no, no, no. It was, it was, oh God, it was clean. But we went in and we were talked. They did a video and showed us everything. Said, right, we now want you to go and wash your hands. Oh, come back in. I'm going to scan it the way you have to do it and put it underneath the ultraviolet light. I would pass this test. They would they would accuse me of um, of cheating, and I would say no, because yeah. I know how to wash my hands yeah, properly. Yeah, you have to wash it. It's like watching on the hospital programmes when yeah. they all scrub up. Yeah. And they have to rub in between their fingers and everything. Exactly. How did and you do, all, Jackie? And we all, we all Dirty came. Jackie. There was about 15 of us in there. Yeah. We'd all gone into the toilets that we used in the factory, Came back in, all put our hands under the ultraviolet light, and it still showed up yeah. bacteria. Filthy, filthy. Wasn't as bad as when you know we we went in, we looked and went, oh right, and then everyone sort of put their hands underneath the machine and went, oh, there's still yeah on the palms, and so all this you've got to wash your hands so thoroughly and use a hand sanitizer. It doesn't kill every bacteria. No, no. It just doesn't. Okay. So there you go. Jackie, so. thank you very much indeed. It's um, it's dark days for all of us. We're all screwed. I'm a bit confused. Yes? Well, it's a virus. It's not a bacterial thing. Oh, God. Andre, speaking of viri. Yes, hiya. Evening. Um, well, what I was going to say, like... I'm, um, I've run out of uh, hand wash. I had a com I had a complaint about you, Andre. Apparently, you were very rude no, to my 14 year old nephew Dylan last week, who was taking no, the calls. I wasn't. I was just saying, sharp respect. That's all. Right. He, he he was really upset, saying that you were vulgar to him and disrespectful no, and rude, and he was being very polite. Well, I'm sorry if I was, but I wasn't. Well, well, that doesn't sound like much, that doesn't sound like much of an apology. Well, I'm saying sorry if I was, but I don't, I don't think... He, he, he said that the way you spoke to him was disgusting and he was considering um, speaking to the police. He said it was a hate crime. Oh, well, I don't think that's the case. What do you What, what? do you think happened? I don't know. He, 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 said, he said a bit of rude things. I said, I'll respect your elders. Hang on a minute. What, you, what did Dylan say that was rude? Eat my dirt. <laughs> Eat my what? 
What? He said, eat my dirt or something. You're saying that my 14-year-old nephew told you to eat his dirt? That seems like a very yeah. 80s insult. What does that mean? I think it I means, know, uh, um, I think it means make a sandwich out of his faecal matter. I think. Oh. Well, Ian, what else, what else do you, th what else do, do, do you claiming happened? <laughs> I don't know. Ian, this is a 14-year-old boy that I you know. are tacking on the radio. You're calling a liar. And not only are you saying he's a liar, you're saying he's an aggressive liar. This is yeah, outrageous. He seemed all right. He's quite a laugh, actually. But listen, Ian, right, the question was, right, and, and I wondered if, in my, well, my collection and someone else's collection, I've got some beach boys and monkeys. Yeah. Now, shall I send them to you? No. Do you want them? No. You don't want them? No. What should I do with them? Stick them up your jacksy, old man. No, yeah, seriously, what should I do with them? You can eat my dirt, Grandad. <laughs> Kiss my butt, Lillian. Oh, three, four, four. you Lillian. I think he called me Lillian. <laughs> Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Good evening, Jesse. Hello, Ian and Cass. Jesse is my groupie. She came to Cardiff. In my dreams, yeah. I wish. Oh, oh no, I know. I wish you come. We we had so many people come. When are you going to come and see one of our shows? At Glasgow. You coming to and Glasgow? I a message last week. Yeah. About the. You put one car on the door, thank yeah. you very much. There you go, you're very welcome. Very welcome. Before I say what I ring about, I'm, because of my condition, it could kill me if I caught that. And do you know what worries me? Have, yeah. you, bu have you booked the ticket already? Not yet. We'll book it so that we still get the money. It's a joke. I'm trying to make jokes in what is actually quite a tense time. Of time of crisis, yeah. Time of crisis. Go on, sorry. What worries me, yeah. because uh, of my high-dependency care needs, yes. carers are very close to me. Of course they are, yeah. All the time. Yeah. And uh, that worries me, because if any of them contracted it, I could catch it easily. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the worry. Yeah. Well, oh, man, I know. And this is the thing, and, and it's... It's a tough old time for every for a lot of people, and yeah. I don't think everyone quite appreciates how tough it is for people. When you have a condition, you do think about it. Yeah, I bet you do. I bet you do. I bet you do. Well, oh, hang, hang in there, what kid. I, what I rang about? Yeah. Have you? Do you know that they brought out a three D phone? What are you talking about? I've you talking just about, Willis? got one. A three D phone. The world's first. It actually has a 3D camera. Bollocks. A 3D, yeah, I've got it, pal. I don't, don't 3D, believe you, pal. 3D video. Yes. And it's like you rent or buy videos from the store. The 3D blueies? Or 3D. If this yeah. is building up to a punchline, you're banned from ever no. coming to any of my shows ever again. It's amazing. I recommend it. What for? It's How much did it cost it. you? Rocket. It's rocket, Ro as in rocket space. Uh, rocket, Jamesy. Yeah. And it was hundred and fifty pound bargain. Hang on a minute. Let me Google this because this sounds like rubbish. Yeah. Rocket. A cheeky bugger. You cheeky. You cheeky. You cheeky. Rocket. You do like winding me up. Oh, uh, uh, rocket. But why do you want to watch stuff in three D? Because it adds special effects. Kathy's showing it to me. 
I've just yeah. found it on Google, Kath. I know Thank she's showing you. it to me. Go, I found it. I know how to use Google. I typed in the words the drunk There's lady said. There's no need said. to be so rude. And the drunk woman <laughs> gave me some words. A woman who drives her cat around in a remote control car. And I typed it into She's Google. She's not drunk. The cat is. The cat is drunk. I do apologise. Shouldn't be driving, really. You shouldn't really. Not in oh, that state. Ian, did you like the car video? Yeah. Now you can enjoy 3D without the lame glasses. Yeah. There's loads of incredible content to enjoy in the Rocket Jamesy 3D library, including short experiences. Dear God, it sounds oh, awful. I've had some short experiences. Dear God, no, it's really good. Especially, you know, like if you mm. want to take special moments of your cat in 3D. It, it. But then, do you have to have a special 3D phone to watch the 3D video of the cat? Yeah, but it's worth it. That's what I'm saying. You, oh, this is it. She just wants. All of us to buy these rocket phones <laughs> so that she can send her three. She's filmed it's all these three D schemes. Exactly, she's filmed all these three D cat videos and got no one to share them with. <laughs> Thank you very much, Jesse. I look forward to seeing you in Glasgow. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, I've got Mr. Democracy manifests. Instagram page. Yeah. what it was called then. Um, I do like that red and yellow t-shirt. It's 40 dollars. 40, oh, that means it'll be 20 quid. Yeah. So it seems like a lot, because you're thinking 40 pounds, aren't you? Yeah, I might buy it. I might buy it. Um, okay. Open seven days, no judo. <laughs> <laughs> Come for the food, stay for the headlock. The rest, the rest <laughs> of the stuff on there isn't great. The rest of the stuff is a little bit, you know, copy and pasted pictures onto a t-shirt. But that one's actually a really cool design. That, I like. What is the charge? $40 plus shipping. That, I really like. I might treat myself to one of those. Um, it looks like he's getting ready... He's doing something, isn't he? ...to do a little media storm. He's a dodgepot. He's a dodgepot. He's a low-level con man. And, and, and we know that as a, as a fact. That's not me being insulting. As he says in that interview with Sport... But is it Sport Bet? Betfair? Mm. Sport Bet? Which he will have got paid for. Guy's got to earn a pound. Yeah. Um, and um, I think he's testing the water to see if there's a bit of, bit of cash in there. And he's hoping to get a big money offer. I don't think he will get a big money offer. I think he'll get a few, I think he might get a few dollars chucked his way. But th the story isn't big enough for someone to say his $10,000. Is this though, could this be part of the chat's media machine? Oh, you think the band? Yeah, because they've got a picture, of, I'm guessing these are the chats in this picture here. The photographs are glossy. Um, they're building up some sort of anticipation. I like the look of the chats, by the way. This picture on the um, Instagram is the chats being bundled into a yeah. cop car. And the, the guy. Okay, well, okay, well, here's the email from the chats. Let me read the email from the chats. Um, so I wrote. Uh, Unfortunately, the guys aren't available at the moment. They're booked solid for the rest of the month. Cheers, Matt. Is one of their managers. Yeah, but it's, it also allows the momentum to continue, doesn't yeah. it? If he becomes more and more mysterious. Yeah. If they came on and went, yeah, he's great to work with and we had a lot of fun and now he's doing his own thing. I think it's him. I think, I think it's coming from him more than the band. I think, 
you know that that brown cardigan video. I don't think he realised that he was potential that he was a celebrity. Celebrity. I don't think he realised that actually there was a bit of mythology had built up around him. Why would you? Why would you? It happened years ago. Why would you know about it? Um, and maybe he's he's an old guy. I don't think he painted those pictures. I still want one. I still want one. If he painted those pictures, he's got quite a lot done in quite a short space There's of dozens. time. There's dozens. <laughs> Um, I want one. I'll have one. In, I'll have one in the bedroom. Yeah. Um, in the what? In the bedroom. Well, downstairs. Actually, there's room downstairs for one. In the one that room. says, "Get your hand off my penis." <laughs> Does there one that says that? No. Well, I'm there sure should be do a special one. There should be because the my boys edition. will find that hilarious. <laughs> my boy. In fact, I need to show them the video of Mr. Democracy Manifest. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. So, have we exhausted? Um, let me message him on. Instagram. Hi, my name is Ian Lee. I host a late night phone in show on UK radio. I'd love to chat to you about your life and also talk about your paintings. Have we gone? Why is this guy who... Dave, stop being a knob, right? You, you, you've been messaging me on an account that's blocked, and now you've just set up a new account to to have a go at me. But you're not... Ha- it's not... I can see it's not to have a go at me. I can see that you're worried about your job. 0344-499-1000, Dave, is the phone number, okay? Because what you're doing... What you're doing is you are taking the fear you have about your job security and you are pointing it towards me and and being angry towards me because you're afraid of losing your job and that's not fair that's not fair so um call in we don't take line three by the way no to line three oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand, Dave. Call in. I don't remember why I blocked you from the other account, but there'll be an excellent reason for it. I'm an excellent judge of character. Um, I could, do you want me to read what they're saying? Are you yeah, not bothered? Yeah, go on. Okay, let me find because um, they have not sent me the second one yet. Um, I can't see which suggests no, maybe can't. I've blocked too. Ian, please stop complaining about your job and saying how you'd love time off work. You're so ungrateful for the best radio job in the world. I mean, this is wrong on so many counts, but let's get to the the point. You're on really good money to do whatever you like for three hours, five nights a week. Well, actually, it's four nights a week now because I've cut down. I'd do anything for your freedom. Then it goes into a second uh, thing, which is where I get the thing about him being worried from. Here we go. Right now, me and my colleagues are incredibly scared. This is where this is what it's about. If it just started with this. Yeah. Right now, me and my colleagues are incredibly scared. The green light is about to be given for our parent company. This is someone called DJ Dave. Our parent company to be taken over by a major national radio group, and we have no idea when we'll be made redundant. Be kinder? Question mark. Be grateful, sir. You're so lucky. Well, you have no idea what's going on. No. Here. So no. So Dave, everything you've said about me has come from your insecurity and your fear. Everything in those phone up. You'll get, you won't get any hassle from me, dude. Um, tell us what's going on. Every assumption you've made about me is wrong. 
Every single one is wrong. I'm not going to go through them. Every single one is wrong. And you are projecting your fear uh, as, as, as anger towards me. And I don't know... Well, I do know why. It's because what we do and because I'm not a real person to you. I am a real person to me and to Catherine and to my kids and to people that... Blah, 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 blah. So I am being kinder because back in the day, I'd have told you to F off. I'm now inviting you to phone in and explain what's going on. But also bear in mind that whatever I say about my job, which you're wrong about, by the way, but whatever I say about my, my job and my position has absolutely nothing to do with what's happening in your position. Am I growing as a human being? Maybe a smidgen, yeah. I am, aren't mm-hmm. I? So, Dave, 0344, if you keep on tweeting me, I'm going to block you again because I don't like the aggression directed me, and that's fine. But I'm inviting you to phone up 03444991000. Don't be angry with me. Nothing to do with me. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I'm guessing that Dave's had a few beers. I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing. Wine time, we call it. Um, because he's now... The second account that that message just came from, he's blocked me on, and I think he's deleted it. Dave, I wish you the very best luck. If you tweet me again, I am going to block it. That's my prerogative. Don't read anything into it other than I don't want to get, you know, hit and run passive, aggressive, or just aggressive tweets. The invitation to call in is a genuine one. Uh, I, I am doing my best to, to... I've planted my be kind of flag in the sta- sand, and I'm doing my best uh, to live by it. I really am doing my best to make... I'm making a conscious effort to try and be kinder and try and understand when someone says messages that are unpleasant to me, I try and understand why. So, But that doesn't mean oh. that we have to sit and let people take pot no, shots. No, no, no. Exactly. You're wrong on every assumption you've made about me. Come and explain to me what's going on and let's talk about it. 0344-499-1000. I've got a bit more on the Democracy Manifest guy. Let's get to it in a second. We've got a couple of phone calls. Is that okay? Yeah. Let's go to Rebecca. Good evening, Rebecca. Good evening. Good evening, Kath. How are you both? Very well, Rebecca. Are you on speakerphone? Hang on. I don't know. I'll have a look. What? I, I may have started off on speakerphone, but I'm not now. Okay, brilliant. All right. What can we do for you, Rebecca? Well... <laughs> I've, I've called you before. I, I suffer also with multiple sclerosis. Mm-hmm. And I can feel your heart breaking about this virus. So I am concerned myself. Yeah. And um, I just wanted to, if you could Google G95 Bioscarf. What? What Google is that? Well, well, I'm not going to Google Why don't you tell me what it is? It's a scarf that protects against coronavirus. Norovirus, influenza, <laughs> SARS. <laughs> what? Hang on a minute. There's a scarf that protects against coronavirus and no one's told us about it? It's, it, it, was, it went into production late last year. With respect, mm-hmm. it sounds insane. It, it's um, my brother's company in San Francisco. Why haven't the chief scientists, when they addressed, did that address with Boris Johnson a few days ago, why did they not say, by the way, there's a scarf you can get that will protect you from... No idea. Absolutely no idea. 
I'm sorry, I, I just wanted to let you know there is protection out there. I didn't mean to how, insult or offend no, you. No, you're not insulted or offended, but how does it work? Well, from what I've read from the, um, the website and also the email I've got, it, um, you know, you can get the mask over your face. Right. Which does protect against... Obviously, a surgical mask won't protect against it, but this is a paint-tinted mask. And it's, like I said, not just against coronavirus, but also all these other terrible things that could really affect people with no immune system, such as your mother and myself. But, I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to bring down the tone of the show at You've all. You've not bring down the tone of the show. I, um... Have a look. E Alaskast, it's... Uh, G95. I've got it. The thing is, we, we've got to be really responsible in the information I, we're I allowing to go sorry, out. I understand and, that. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting that you're coming to us with in, is anything but good faith, but you understand we've got to be careful. Oh, I understand. And I it doesn't say on the homepage, I'm on the homepage, it, it doesn't say it protects you from coronavirus. Right, I, I do apologise. I, I, I've i got an email uh, from the company, but anyway, I, it's, I do apologise. All right, Rebecca, thank, thanks very much. Um, Rebecca sounds like a good person, coming from a good place, but I'm going to say it, and, I, you know, that sounds like rubbish. Sounds like rubbish to me. Um, it sounds like rubbish. There is no... Washing your hands is the best thing you can do. I don't know what extra wearing masks does. All I've got is the bioscarf.com website, which says it, it, it filters out an average of 99.75% of all airborne particulates. So that doesn't really mean it can help, it, it says. doesn't say it will. It can help protect you from pneumonia, strep, influenza, tuberculosis, pet dander, pollen, smoke, and many other airborne... Uh, contaminants. I, it just, I, I mean, it's it's a mask built into a scarf that you put over your face like a dandy highwayman. Well, um, having a look at the Guardian, they've done a um, sort of uh, ninety COVID nineteen facts checked because there's Thank a lot you. of stuff floating around at the moment. Thank you. And this is the claim: face masks don't work. This is what the Guardian say: wearing a face mask is certainly not an ironclad guarantee that you won't get sick. Viruses can also transmit through the eyes, and tiny viral particles known as aerosols can penetrate masks. However, masks are effective at capturing droplets, which is a main transmission route of coronavirus. And some studies have estimated a roughly five-fold protection versus no barrier alone, although others have found lower levels of effectiveness. If you're likely to be in close contact with someone infected, a mask cuts the chance of a disease being passed on. If you're showing symptoms of coronavirus or have been diagnosed, wearing a mask can also protect others. So masks are crucial for health and social care workers looking after patients and are also recommended for family members who need to care for someone who is ill. Ideally, both the patient and carer should have a mask. However, masks will probably make little difference if you're just walking around town or taking a bus, so there's no need to bulk buy a huge supply. That was a very good person that was calling up there, and I appreciate that. But that isn't going to cure coronavirus. There is certainly no guarantee it is going to stop it. Um, 
I, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, you know, uh, there ain't no magic cure. If there was something that worked, then the experts, the scientists, the chief scientific officers would come out and say, by the way, there is a scarf you can buy. 60 quid. But if you wear it all the time, it will stop you getting it. Stop you getting it. So there isn't. There isn't. There's no way around this. There's no way around this. Washing your hands is the best thing that you can do and not, you know, touching people. Also, we have to be alive to the fact that some people are wittingly or unwittingly looking to making, make some money out of mm-hmm. a situation that we're all worried about. Mm-hmm. Yes, James. Hello, greetings, salutations. Um, I just wanted to say about um, the scarf. Um, there is only one way, aside from washing your hands, which is even slightly possible to go and protect you from viruses. And that's an FFP mask, an FFP3 and an FFP4 mask. However, you can't really wear them for more than like 30 minutes to 60 minutes. So unless you were to wear them 24 hours a day, which would cost you the earth because they're about 20, 30 quid each, it, and you can't walk around with these things. You know, I've worn them in my job and it is, yeah, it's pretty tough to wear and it's pretty dangerous, actually. I could wear it because I'm a tough guy. I could probably wear it for yeah. a week. I could probably sleep in it because I'm a tough guy. And we know that. And that. But this isn't about me, James. And Catherine just yeah. raised her eyes uh, up to the heavens as if to say, thank you, God, for bringing Ian into my I life. I mean, just the one. That'll do. Because I'm a tough guy. Uh, people like James who are, um, how do you call them, pussies, <laughs> he can only wear it for half an hour or so because it's dangerous yeah. for him. Dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's really dangerous, you because... You know, at the moment, I think there's a lot of vulnerable people out there, and there's a lot of scared people, hence why yeah. the whole toilet roll thing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of people, people are, uh, want to stop this, they want to stop it happening, and the reality is that we probably can't, and all we can do is the government advice, and I think, you know, I know we've all probably got issues with kind of politicians and stuff, but I think actually they have listened to the experts, and... The experts say, wash your hands. And that is the only thing at the moment that we can do. Um, and that's what we've got to do. But don't, you think, I, don't you think that like, they should be following Italy now? We're like two weeks behind Italy and Italy is screwed. Shouldn't they be kind yeah. of just, can't, shouldn't, I, I, okay, I'm going to say it. I think they should close schools. Yeah, I I think I agree with you, actually. I think I agree with you. I think I, they should close schools, and I know it's it's drastic yeah. and it's big and it will cause so many problems, and I'm really lucky. It would be easier for me and my ex-wife to work around it, and not yeah. everyone would. But I think they should close schools. It, the difficulty is, is it's that point where the public turns, when people get bored. You know, they get bored of isolating, they get yep. bored of the situation. And then, and you know, if you do it too early, then it's a position where, well, you know what, so that I'm going to go out anyway. Yeah, you know, well, why aren't my kids at school? So I can kind of understand the holding back, but at what point do you make that decision? Well, you exactly, know, but now you've got, the, as you know, you've now got Italy where the whole country's in lockdown. It's not just a few yeah. villages and t- cities. The whole country is in lockdown. They've cancelled all public gatherings. Mm. So I, 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 I do think, um, it's not particularly, I do think err on the side of caution in this. I, I would rather the country took a hit financially than in terms of mortality and deaths. Yeah, there's more important things than money, absolutely. You know, and you're kind of hearing that a bit today, you know, with the stock market and stuff like that. And, you know, yes, this is going to be difficult. But, 
you know, it's it's it's, it's national emergency, and and I think I think actually people are saying about the media, and there's been lots on kind of other radio stations. There's people saying, oh, it's all hyped up and stuff. I think the media has been generally incredible. Actually, I think they've been really responsible. I don't think they have been hyping it up. Um, and I think they've reported what they've seen, you know, which is lots of people grabbing toilet roll. Well, they're just reporting what they've seen. That's mm. a fact. Why can't, do I can't keep blame the media getting tweets to this station? Not to this show, but quite often tweets for, let's say, shows earlier in the day will pop up mm. on the timeline on here. I'm trying to find is one. It's a retweet. Earlier on. Why do... Oh, of course I can't find it now. Why are so many people saying that the coronavirus is a conspiracy from the left. Wow. Have you seen, Have you heard that, James? A conspiracy from the left? A conspiracy from really? the left, I, I, yeah. Is I'm it because the Chinese are communists? Yeah, it's, it's so communist. You see the Democrats, here, they're so terrible. Here we go, here's <laughs> one. Coronavirus is the left's new undemocratic weapon. I suppose that's suggesting that maybe it's, it's being used to attack Boris Johnson or something. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't understand it. You know, like, I, I mean, much as I like getting political, viruses aren't political. You know, they are not political. They do not have a political opinion. They just, yeah, make you ill. I mean, yeah. what, what planet are these people on? They do vote, right? <laughs> I, I, I'm not allowed to say what planet they're on because otherwise I'll get told off again. James, thank you very much indeed. Um, someone says, Ian, that lady on the radio talking about the G95 scarf, it's being flogged on a TV selling channel, um, i.e. another fear-mongering scam. I have MS2 and won't wear a scarf, but I am wearing a tinfoil hat instead. Well, well done, Sophie. That that will, a tinfoil hat will actually protect you. Good evening, Dan! Hello! Hello, Dan. What you got for us? Hi there. Uh, the um, kind of virus and that, um, I was thinking about my dad. Yes. He's, uh, he's 75. And, um, yeah, you know, a little word about him and uh, hope he stays at home, etc., and um, while I was thinking about him, I thought of a funny memory-ish uh, that I wanted to share with you because he's a great guy, my dad. I really, I really love him to bits. And uh, last uh, Christmas just gone, um, we had a great fun. Uh, I spoke to you about it before, but um, we had karaoke going on, and it was a really. Oh, you're the guy that did the transphobic. This is your life. Yeah, that good for stuff, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Um, we had karaoke going. It's me, my brother, and my dad sat at a table, smashing out karaoke. It was a really treasured moment. And uh, my dad was, uh, you know, he was keeping up, and he was a, a bit hit-miss with some of the songs, but they're all, you know, like Elvis and that era of songs we're doing for him yes. on the karaoke. Anyway, the, the, the night wound up, and I, I took him home. And uh, while, I'm, while I've got him home, having a cup of tea with him, uh, at the end of the evening, and I said, how did you enjoy the night? He said, he enjoyed the night. I said, what did you think of the karaoke? He says, it's not bad. He says, do you not have one of those that actually play music? The point was, we, he hadn't, didn't have his hearing aid up, so he thought we were just singing to the word. He didn't what? hear the music from the karaoke. He didn't hear them, so he was just singing and didn't hear the music? Yeah, if he'd have said to us at the time, I can't hear anything, we'd have turned it up. Your whole family is insane. Do you know that, Dan? <laughs> It's just a very poignant and funny uh, moment. Well, listen, I hope you're safe, and, um, uh, you know, I wish, I wish you and your family the best of luck. And you. Thank you, mate. Cheers. Imagine doing a karaoke and not hearing any of the music. <laughs> that reminds me of my mum. I lent her a DVD, 
And afterwards I said, so oh. what did you think of it? She went, it was good, but that narrator was a bit annoying. I went, what narrator? Well, all the way through it and they were doing like, and then he's walks in and he's wearing a jumper and I went, what are you talking about? She put the commentary on. <laughs> she watched the whole thing with the commentary. Flipping heck. <laughs> um... <laughs> If anybody else has seen any, I'm not saying necessarily that scarf is a scam, but I, I, I can imagine that the marketing is being shifted ever so slightly to give the impression, and you notice how carefully I'm choosing my words, to give the impression that there might be a slight possibility that it might be of some benefit against the coronavirus. If you've seen anything else uh, like that doing the rounds, yeah. I, bet, I bet by Wednesday, Thursday, there'll be a load of Facebook ads for like gel, different types of gel. There'll be a load of Facebook ads for gels and masks that will definitely filter out coronavirus and pillows. Pillows would be a good one. Sleep on this pillow. Air fresheners that will clean your... There'll be loads of stuff. And it preys on the fact that we all feel like we've got no control and so if you could buy something, it might um, put you back in the driving seat, you know. No, I'm not going to read that email because that's from the Bell End guy, and he's insane. Oh, and he's he's tweeted the most drooling, insane thing I've ever read. But I know he believes it, so I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to hope that the nurse is there to help him finish up his Ovaltine and and get that tablet inside him because that guy is insane. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Across the UK. Late Night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. I can hold you
at what's on the tapes, Pete, who's going to come on the show at some point, um, going, he's a guy who's bought about, I think about six or seven hundred VHS tapes. The, you know, not the ones with movies on, but the ones where you tape stuff. And I was watching his stream on Saturday night. It was, it was lovely. It was streaming about five o'clock Saturday afternoon. And I had it on, on the telly and was just sort of dozing away while he was watching old VHS videos. Well, today he found on one of the tapes, me. He found a trailer for the 11 o'clock show with me. I don't remember it in the slightest. I remembered it, we had a tagline that they tried to push for the 11 o'clock show a bit. Was it live young, die young, live fast, go to bed late or something stupid like that. And it was me doing, it's quite a funny little thing. Big, big long script I had to remember. And I would have just been handed it there and then and told to learn it. Could do that in those days. And, um... It's me talking about how monkeys like to be dressed up and tortured to dance in circuses. <laughs> Funny. So there you go. Two worlds have collided. Uh, 0344-499. Or 1000 is the telephone number. The late night alternative. Don't forget, I'm only doing four days a week, guys. Catherine is going solo on f f f f Fridays for the next four, five, six weeks. And it's not, it's not me being ungrateful or disrespectful. It's, um, to protect my sanity. But thank you. Um, but you're not in tomorrow night. You're, no. having, you're having a cheeky little night off. Hang out with the girls. Yeah, I've got these two children, it turns out. Hang out with the girls. Gonna have a pajama party. On a school night. Oh. <laughs> so we got a solo show from me tomorrow. So um, I'm bringing back Lads Club. I might have a glass of wine and start <laughs> tweeting. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine. Um, but so anyway, so we, I'm, I'm here. We, we and Kath generally are here Monday to, to Thursday, and then Kath will be doing Fridays just for the next four six weeks, and then we'll see how it goes. If I feel better and I can live with the financial hit. Carry on, and at least until the end of June. Don't know what's happening after yeah. that. They won't tell us. Um, Bobby, Alistair, stay there. We're on the hunt for Mr. Democracy Manifest. We've come, I think, I feel like we've come as close as we can. Doesn't look like we're going to get him tonight, but the feelers are out there. We're not the only people trying to track him down. Oh, hello, sir. I am reading uh, another Australian website, 10 yeah. Daily. And um, they're talking about having spoken to the Chats, this punk band, yep. who have been working apparently with this guy who is not Charles Dozer. Okay. Uh, the Chats' new video about the band skipping out on a meal bill, which of course is what he was accused of yeah. doing, yeah. features a cameo from a man who bears more than a passing resemblance to the original Democracy Manifest star. This is the guy who was in a viral video, if you're just joining us. Democracy Manifest! Take your hands off my penis. Why are you afraid to say penis? No, because he says penis. But he says, say penis. Penis. Say penis. Why? And I'll say period. Penis. Period. Click that. <laughs> <laughs> A succulent Chinese meal. It's the way he says penis, as if they're grabbing it. Yeah. I, I think that's the um, implication. Yes. Anyway, the years have passed <laughs> and it's this back to the 10 daily, not this man's yes. penis. Penis. The years have passed and his facial features are slightly different, but it's an uncanny resemblance. I can 100% confirm he's the original Dem Democracy Manifest guy from the video, a spokesperson for the chats told 10 Daily, right? Mm. Band bassist Eamon Sandwith said the chats were stoked to find out he was alive. Mm. Our manager and crew tracked him down, no idea how, he said, so they're not helping there. He turned up, had drinks with us on set, and then he was gone. In a brief email, a person in control of the Mr. Democracy Manifest website also stood beside the story. Jack Kay is the person in the arrest. Charles Dozer was not in the original video. So we've got two names Daly. for him. Jack Kay 
and Cecil George Edwards. Yeah, Charles Dozer. There's a picture on this website of Charles Dozer. It doesn't look anything like the fella in the video. No, no. And he died in 2003. They cited, here's the thing, an upcoming exclusive arrangement for the story as reasoning why they couldn't say any more. Well, that would be the sport bet. Potentially. I need to lose weight. You'll be the first we contact once we iron this out, they assured. The website details that media outlets should make an offer for an interview because succulent Chinese meals aren't cheap. The website also lists themed merchandise for sale, including $40 shirts and $12 stubby holders. What? Stubby holder is a can. No, it's a can, isn't it? A can, okay. Uh, Mr. Democracy Manifest also has a new Instagram page where a man appearing to be the gentleman in the chats video is shown working in a painting studio. One of his artworks depicts the, adre- uh, the arrest shown in the original video and the page suggests he will soon be offering paintings for sale. The claim that Dozer was not the star of the original video has other credence. Few photos exist online apart from pictures used in newspaper reports, the Victorian Crime Stoppers website and what appears to be his former website. They show a face that does not match that in the Democracy Manifest video. No, it's not the same guy. It's not the same guy. Um, seems like the guy trying to cash in on everything. It says Andrew Brown. Yeah, talking about that. Additionally, photos posted on social media by Matt Walton, the director of the chat's video, show a striking resemblance between the man in their video and well, the original Well, we know it's the, the same guy. We know yeah. it's the same guy. We but know what's he's going on? And what is he going to sell? Okay, well, we have contacted him the website and now we have to keep our fingers crossed unless someone has a direct email for him or a direct phone number i suspect we may have gone as far as we can we will keep trying let's go to bobby good evening bobby hi Ian. hi Kath. hey bobby how are you doing um that's a really good question um yeah you know usual usual okay yeah. Oh, okay. A bit, a bit unsure about stuff, but okay. How are you doing, Bobby? I'm better. I called up. I was the one with the sexy voice like a week ago. I'm better now. Oh, the voice. Oh, yeah, because you the, the voice is rough as now. Cheers. <laughs> Much love. Is, it was um, sexy then. Now it ain't nothing. It's fine. You're fine. I, I I agree. Anyway, um, I. I've been listening to you for a, a long time, at least 10 years. I'm so um, sorry. I'm going to try harder. My dad actually put me on to listening to you. <laughs> okay. um, so you can blame him. Hello, dad. Um, but I've heard a lot about um, your mother, so I I can ki- I totally understand why you're um, worried. Mm. Um, and the fact that we've had five conf- confirmed deaths now, and four out of the five have been over 75 with... Is it five prob- now? With, mm. It is, yeah. It was confirmed... This afternoon, that the, it was the fifth, the fourth this morning, the fifth this afternoon. They always say as well, the, per, the person had underlying health conditions. Yeah. And I know why they're not saying what those underlying health conditions are, because they don't want to cause a panic amongst those people that also have those underlying health conditions. But I think it's actually really important that they should say what those underlying health conditions are. I, I agree. So we know who we know where to be looking it doesn't necessarily mean that other people won't die from it but uh, i think they're trying to say that to reassure everyone else but actually it's not reassuring to reassure the people that don't have underlying health conditions i would like to know is it more likely if you does it respond differently to asthma are you more likely to to die from asthma or 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 is it um is it lung cancer or is it well it affects the respiratory system doesn't it so i would imagine all of those things so i'd like to know 
Yeah, I think I think we all do, really. I want to um, touch on a point that a, a, la- a lovely lady that called in earlier about um, the recall of the toilet roll. That was that was to comp- make people that bulk bought feel like idiots. That's all that was. That okay, was this was the, the, the this was the, the the nonsense that the toilet roll uh, tubes have been made in China and might be infected with coronavirus. Yeah, that was that was complete trolling on the internet which we're used to these days to be honest. It yeah. was it was literally to make them feel like idiots, really. Yeah. Well, the point is not everyone is used to it. It's true. And it's the sort of stuff that my mum takes and runs with because she hears it from a mate and then She's not even necessarily on Facebook, but that stuff goes like wildfire, doesn't it? Yeah. So someone having a laugh. I would like let's people. let's try and make this show because we will be talking. I know we don't really do news stories, but I think the coronavirus is slightly different, partly because so many of us have a personal connection to someone who is potentially at risk. So, w- w- listen, if people want to phone up and talk about scarves and and things like that, you're very welcome to. But you will be questioned and you will be, if it is bullshine, it will be called out as bullshine. I think it's really important that we do our best to establish the facts, to try not to uh, uh, um, scare people. Because it would be really easy. We get so many listeners if we scared everyone. Um, and just to keep our feet on the ground a little bit. I think it's really important that we do that. Anyway, go on. Sorry, what else did you have for us, Bobby? That was it, really. I don't think I have anything else. I think most people just... It, it, a lot of things... I mean, most of us are going to be okay. Obviously, it is... There are a, a, major, a minority of people that are more at risk. Uh, it's A lot of it is common sense for people that aren't as at risk. Like, don't cough in people's faces, for starters. That That's a big help. Um, and it, I also think it's quite funny that it's taken... A lot of people are saying it's taken a virus to teach people how to wash their hands. Yeah, that's true. That's really true. That, uh, uh, that, that people, but people still don't know how to do it! Man, I want to <laughs> give, give lessons. I'm going to give lessons online for £50 a pop <laughs> on how... <laughs> that's people how would pay for that, though. I know they would. I know they would. That's, uh, this is where I'm going to... I knew there'd be a way for me to cash in on this. This is how I'm going <laughs> to do it. Is I am going to teach people how to wash their hands correctly, Bobby. That's what we're going to do. A good idea. Hey, listen, thanks so much for your call, and thanks That's for okay. thinking of my mum. I really appreciate it. That's okay. Cheers. There we go. And, um, yeah, this is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Here's the problem with people panic buying toilet paper. is it, It'll be people under 35, because people under over 35 know how to wash our asses with a shower. We've all done it. We've all done it in the 90s. We've all been at someone's or been at a party or been in a shared, lived in a shared house, run out of toilet paper and gone, right, where's the shower? We've all done it. I, done, I did it in, I've not told him this. I did it in Mackenzie Crook's house once when he was sharing with some, he lived in a horrible, horrible house with Spencer and James and Adam, I think it was. It was disgusting. And I went there once, I did a dump, there was no toilet paper, there was a shower. It's someone else's house I did that. I bought a load of new face cloths the other day. I'm going to keep them in the packet just in case. There you go, you see. All this panic, but you don't even need toilet paper. Toilet paper is um, uh, th- th- made up by the uh, extreme left to make you think they didn't have toilet paper. It- Christ didn't have toilet paper to wipe his jacksy with, did he? He didn't. 
It's made up by the um, uh, extreme left. It's a it's what? a it's a, a, a conspiracy to make us spend our money on things that we don't actually need instead of investing That's in... That's not very in, lefty, it, is it? It is, actually. Is it? I thought... Ah. Yeah, so those flannels that I was going to keep for my soft baby's bottom face might actually be used on my baby's bottom... Your soft baby's bottom face? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Alistair. Good evening, Anne. Good evening, Catherine. Alistair always sounds like he's about to deliver the news or a verdict of guilty. <laughs> 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 Which is it? What are we guilty of now? Nothing, except a clunky gear change. Oh, yeah, go on. Right. Um, so, I had an absolute wonderful weekend, oh. Ian. Uh, something that perhaps I could recommend, although I know you're a busy man. Yeah, go on. Um, I went to a retreat which was a monastery. Yeah, I've known a lot of people that have done these kind of things. I like the sound of this. Yeah. And um, literally, I mean, I, I'd arranged it for me and seven of my um, AA companions um, rolled up at this monastery and just had an absolutely wonderful time. Managed to speak to one of the fathers about some of my stuff that I did um, when in drink which I wasn't proud of, which was good. And um, it was absolutely wonderful. And not least, also, we got away from the news and all the rest of it, what was happening in the world. So um, I feel great at the moment. And what did you do? Just did, Were you meditating? Were you praying? Were you just chilling out? Chilling out, mostly. Um, we had a couple of meetings kind of there with the group, um, at other times we were just sort of talking and chatting and absolutely laughing our socks off about some of our war stories, where appropriate, of course. Yeah. And uh, eating in the main refectory with some of the other monks that were there. Um, but And also just walking around the grounds, which are beautiful, and I did that on my own and, and just sort of was reflected on my own situation, my own thoughts and everything. And... Um, so, yeah, it was absolutely glorious. Nice one, Alistair. Thank you. It sounds like you had an amazing time. Yeah. But I wanted to say, um, um, in terms of um, you and your families at the moment, um, I wish you all well uh, at this particular time and uh, hope everything turns out okay. Thank you, mate. I appreciate that. Um, I want to play something that might not be that I'm going to hover over the dump button. Uh-oh. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it. Look at me being a grown-up. <laughs> I'm not going to play it. Next step. <laughs> don't say that bit out loud anymore. <laughs> but well done, you're a good boy. Thank you, Mummy. Oh, God. Let's go to Cleo. Good evening, Cleo. Good evening, Ian Lee and Cathy B. Okay. Um, We've only got 37 minutes of the show left, Cleo, so just just, just get a little wriggle on, buddy. <laughs> Give us the punchline. I'm wriggling, I'm wriggling, I'm wriggling. Um, you need a bum gun? What is a, a bum, bum gun? gun? Someone mentioned a bum gun to me. It was me. him again. It was, why are you talking about bum guns? Why are you obsessed with bum guns? It, it's called a shataf. A what? A shataf? Yes, S-H-A-T-T-A-F. Right. And it's basically, like you said... It's sort of like a shower that you... It's like a handheld beady. It's a douche. 
Douche. This yeah. guy's a real douche. Douchebag, man. But I've, I've had one since I came out of hospital because... Oh, Jesus. I know I've gone about it, but I was in with the rest. Well, it's just showing to me. It's just a shower head. Why would you yeah. not just go... Well, just go... But it's got, like, a gun nozzle rather than a... <laughs> a brush. Like you know what I did as well, though, to make it a little bit... Well, put, yeah. a, put a point on the end. Yes. Did you? Yeah, it's all, it looks like a sex toy. It's not. It's merely a cleaning toy. Because when I came, when I was, came out of hospital, I couldn't do things hygienically with toilet paper, as it were. And I had to use something, and uh, they suggested that. And equally, the whole hand wiping thing, I wash my hands and I wipe my hands constantly because of what I went through, and I've got a low immunity as well. So, I've not had a cold for five years, and that's because I keep myself well clean. But I'm, your bum's I'm clean like as a whistle. A, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not like a, what's the word? When yeah, obsessive. Why are we places. talking about your ass, you weirdo? <laughs> I bet you're getting off on this. I bet you're just rubbing your your thighs at the moment in sexual glee, talking about your dirty ring piece. I'm, I'm not I'm, interested. I'm not into that scene. Every yeah, that's a lie. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Not into that scene. Gosh, that's a lot of these. Dirty man. My, I need to lose weight. I need. No, I don't. I need to buy some bigger trousers. There we go. Problem solved. That's it. That's it. The guilt is gone. I'm sat there. These trousers are really tight. And I'm thinking, I need to. No, I don't need to lose weight. I need to buy some bigger trousers. Accept it. Accept it. You're a fat man. You're not a fat man. I'm a fat man. I'm fatter than I was, and I need to accept it. Could buy some bigger trousers. But the problem is, I need a 35. Right. He said, hopefully. 36 is too big. Or an elasticated one. Oh, they look so comfy, don't they? Got should be some new slippers waiting for me when I get home. <gasps> oh my god, yeah. you know how to live. Man alive. Um man alive. I'm looking forward to that. That is gonna be fun, fun, fun. No, the thing I was gonna play, I just saw it trending on Twitter. So it's some um it, it seems to have taken off. Some young people have played like FIFA online and they've put like famous people in, they've renamed the players after famous people. All right. And then they've done a commentary. Yeah. Well, you know it's going to be sweary. But it might be funny. A lot of people are going, this is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Uh... Should we give it a try? We'll give it a try. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. One, any hint. Any hint. And they're off. Yes, sir. Red card. Yes, sir. No yellows. Okay. You, I. Um, going, you're in control of this. Oh, right? no, don't put me in no, control. No, 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 you're the producer. Got the, no, but I haven't got the... Um, uh, you t you give me the hand and I dump. All right. You give me the hand and I dump. Okay. Okay, I've not heard this. Okay? So you give me the hand and I dump. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So a look at the starting lineups today. Donald Trump starts in goal for LA Galaxy. A back four of Nicolas Cage, Samuel L. Jackson, DJ Khaled and OJ Simpson with Chuck Norris sitting in defensive midfield. Either side on the wings, we've got Bob Ross and Michael Jackson and Wright. That's not, that's not bad so far. A couple of very controversial figures. Controversial figures, yes. In solo in creative midfield, it's Jason Derulo just behind a strike force of Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Kevin Hart. And That's not bad so far. Okay. Okay. Excellent starting lineup for LA Galaxy. Moving to Chelsea now, it's Noel Edmonds. It does look like Noel Edmonds. <laughs> <laughs> Noel Edmonds. 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 Noel Edmonds
In goal for them, a back three of uh, Richard Maidley, Ainsley Harriet, and Lethal Bizzle. Five. <laughs> Go on. Five across the midfield. Dappy on the left, Boris Johnson on the right, Gordon Ramsay, Alan Titchmarsh, and Lord Voldemort in the middle. And it's that strike force again. Big Shack and Raoul Moat up front. Okay, right. Oh, right. Yeah, I think that'll do us. It's that strike force again. That's quite funny. Until. It stopped being funny. I don't really get football, so it's all just sound like... No I don't it just sounded like names and noises. I don't get football. I don't, I don't get football. I've never got football. I'll tell you what I have got, though. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Wouldn't it be amazing if the next trail we played was Dolly Parton? I'd love it if it was Dolly Parton. Let's see. Across the UK, online, on DAB, and on your smart speaker. Drive with Dan Wooten. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Name the guests. Name the guests. Name the guests. We know you've got Dolly Parton in Dolly there. Parton. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. I actually love Dolly Parton. I love Dan Wooten, so together... Together, what a combo. The Wooten clan. So I'm starting a fan site, fan club for Dan Wooten called the Wooten clan. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton in the Wooten clan. With me, Dan Wooten, live from the Spice Girls. <laughs> Catherine, have you brought anything else... Yeah. ...to what has been, let's be honest, for a Monday... An effing good show. <laughs> Mums are buying fabric toilet paper for £25 amid coronavirus shortages. The silly sod just buy a big pack of flannels like I've got. Fabric toilet paper? <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? Australian, you can't wash them down the lavvy. Australian mums have been buying expensive fa fabric family cloth loo roll and to amid toilet paper shortages caused by coronavirus panic buyers. Some UK supermarkets have begun to ration. Uh, this is uh, the Daily Star, by the way, in case you want to read oh, along. Oh, I see. It's so a it's comic. About, it's about to get sexy. It's a comic. <laughs> for, well, it's not. It's about to get unclothed. Yeah. It won't be very sexy. So some UK supermarkets have began to begun to ration out in-demand products as the coronavirus outbreak is causing people to panic buy. That's certainly happening in my local supermarket mm -hmm. where everyone's being told you can only have three packets of toilet paper. While currently there is uh, only a limit on hand sanitizer and cleaning products, no, that's not true, this may change if supply lines or stock are affected. Toilet roll is one product which panicking stockpilers seem to be targeting with photos of empty supermarket loo roll shells f flooding in from uh, around the world. Actually, what they've written here is fooding in from around the world. Not wanting to be left wanting, Aussie mums have found a unique solution to the problem. They've been purchasing reusable fabric rolls which cost a whopping £25 a pop. Creator of the pattern toilet fabric, Eloise Marsh, posted to the, here we go, Facebook group. This mm. is what you're going to be buying on Facebook, yeah. all this sort of stuff. Posted to the Facebook group for the love of Australian handmade with her unique item. Um, she said, introducing washable, reusable, non-toilet paper. Just to get you by, you could ration your toilet paper and use this for number ones. Oh, gee, what? Leaving your what precious toilet to. paper for number twos, or you could save a bunch of money on toilet paper by using this all the time. The rolls consist of 12 squares of pattern fabric with toweling bat backing material. Can you wash them? Yeah, that's the point. Oh, but imagine the state of your w washing machine. I've had babies. He's been pooing it before. 
In the washing machine. But, you know, it's only, it's only skids. You used to, I, it won't be skids there, though. That's what? full on. That's, I, the rolls put together using Catherine, a plastic press stud. We won an award for Which, Radio Moment of important. the Year. This is not it. This is important. This is important. Can you just, just take note, guys? It's Catherine who's doing the coprophilic material. Oh, no. I am saying this is too far. This is Tomorrow's show, tomorrow's show, no. This tomorrow's is a handy hit. Above the belt. Well, it might not be. You can't say that. It's £25. That's crazy. But what she's done is... She pops these together with a plastic press stud, which means you can roll it all together on your holder before popping off a square when soiled. The unique solution is sold on handmade Australian textiles for 50 Australian dollars plus shipping. She also sells fabric baby wipes and kitchen towel. Uh, Eloise spoke to Kidspot to say that her business began as a hobby after she had her first baby. Ah, oh, see. disgusting. See, I made sock monkeys. It's she, horrible. She hopes that the family cloth style roll will eventually help the environment as people swap over from paper. People love the idea, especially considering the thousands of Aussies who've been made to self-isolate. One person wrote, this is the solution. Honestly, flannels, if we end up going to that extent where we have got no paper, use a flannel, wash your bum properly, probably be cleaner. Why are you even talking, this is disgusting. Got to talk about it, Ian. Um... Got to talk about it. You don't actually have to talk about that. Well, I did. So, deal um, with it. What are you reading? I'm trying to find an interesting story, but... All the good stories seem to have stopped. Shortage, is it? Mm-hmm. You can get paid £1,400 to become a sleep executive, and you just have to nap. That's a story. Twenty-five, twenty-four grand a year. Um, here we go. This is it. Keith and Exeter, what is your problem? What's your problem, Keith? Keith's having, Keith's having a downer tonight. Be kinder. Keith, I think, is having a tough time tonight. He sent me a couple of tweets... Mean ones. Yeah, the second one was. Um, but he said, Keith, stop tweeting. Pick up the phone. Let's have a chat. Be kinder. Mm. Pick up, stop being mean. Stop sending me nonsense. Stop be having a downer on yourself. And I got from the first one you were having a downer on yourself because it ends with, nobody listened because I am a nobody. It's Keith in Exeter. So, Keith, pick up the phone. This, this is his latest one. You love Dan. I've gone right off you. He is a Tory propaganda machine who just brown noses anything the Tories do or say. Keith, you're obviously having a tough night. That's cool. Give us a call. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Is this being kinder? It's tricky, isn't it? <laughs> it is tricky when faced with some people's yeah. um, inability to... Um, Respect boundaries. It's tr it's tricky, but is it? This is the this is the right way to go. This is the right way to go. Yeah. Will it make good listening? So that's that's secondary I, I think, to the point behind it. It's I secondary. Think, I think if you're listening late night, you don't necessarily want to hear someone being furious all we the time. We can still have arguments and stuff. The, 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 the arguments are not gone. Um, but meanness. Keith, Keith, give us a call, man. 
Dave was tweeting earlier and said he couldn't give us a call because his kid was asleep. Okay, well, that's fair enough. Um, I, I, if, I, uh, I, okay. Keith, give us a call, man. Stop, stop lashing out. Stop trying to be noticed. And come and actually, with, 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 by typing on your but, phone, and come and have an actual conversation. Here's the thing about Twitter. When we're on the radio, our first priority isn't c- keeping up with everyone on Twitter. Yeah. And we can't possibly do that. But if you phone us, then you get our attention straight away. But don't take it personally. This is the thing. People take it personally and yeah. think that we are singling them out. So call. Call. Do what... But actually, if a tweet has a mean tone, we're probably more likely to ignore it as to read it. Good evening, John! Hello, good evening. Good evening, John. How's everyone? Uh, I think we've dealt with that. Right, okay, that's right then. Um, it's just a quick call about the virus. Yes. Um, you were talking about your mum. Yes. Uh, my wife, two years ago, had a brain tumour operation, which has left her with a brain injury. Um, I had to give my job up. I'm at home. Um, we never leave the house. We have carers coming in regular. Uh, twice this uh, in the last week, I've had to send two of the carers home because they've turned up with coughs, colds and flu. Uh-oh. Um, apparently, it's what they have to do regardless they still send people out, even though carers out, even though that they've got cost colds and flu. Mm. Which is not a good thing. It's, it's not a good thing, and um, I'm aware of these companies that are quite often hired by the council, but aren't necessarily council workers, that they have very limited staff... And the staff have very limited time, and it's always a rush. And obviously, if those people don't work, they don't get paid. And I, and, and I totally understand all of that. But yes, you would think while we are going, you know, and that's not great at the best of times, but while we are going through a, a crisis like this, and I think crisis is, is an accurate word to use, um, and they are visiting people who are obviously physically vulnerable many times. Very, the, very much so. There would be... Oh, but what would you suggest they do, John? Because they won't necessarily have enough people to, to send replacements, will they? No, that's correct. That's perfectly true. Um, <clears throat> the only thing I can say is um, I, I really don't know what can be done about no. it. But um, if somebody went to work in a food shop with a cold, they'd be sent home. Um, I don't know if they would. I don't know if they would. I know a lot of people that work in, in supermarkets, food shops, and yes, if they've got a cold, they're not allowed to work on a food counter. What, what generally, or, or just at the moment? Uh, generally. That's the first I've heard that. I've heard oh, right, First okay. I've heard of that. I, and I, I, I would like to think that was the norm, but I'm going to respectfully suggest it isn't, and, and that, that that's a rarity. If anyone can uh, let us know either way who works in food shops, 03444991000. But I suspect that, that uh, um, people would hide coughs and colds. I wonder too. what the situation is with nurses. Yeah. This is, well, this is one of the, the facts that I was getting to. Because um, you were saying about your mum being in a care home. Yes. Um, if the carer's going in and they've got coughs, colds, and flus, especially at the moment, at least they should be, whether it does any good, but at least they should be wearing masks. Yeah. I mean, I've had to remind carers to come in here to wash their hands. That's, yeah, that, that should be the first thing they do, come in. Morning, morning, I'm just going to go and wash my hands, give me a minute. 
Um, Especially when they're going to other people before they get to you. Yes, exactly. No, they should be doing that, or at least in front of you using um, a, a, an antibacterial gel, which isn't as good as washing hands. Um, and again, with the care home, though, there's, there's, you know, there's never enough staff anyway. No. And if people can't, don't go in because they've not got coughs and colds, then, then you know, the, the disabled and um, elderly people, it's mainly disabled people in my mum's home, they're stuck in bed, and they, 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 you know, they. My mum is doubly incontinent, and it requires someone to clean everything. Um, I don't see how it can't get into those care homes. <laughs> I know how that works. Yeah, no, exactly. Of course you do, John. I don't see. I don't see how we can protect vulnerable people. I don't know. I honestly don't. It's know. Worrying, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Um, and just one other thing, I'd like. To yes, say. mate is thank you to all the people that's bought all the toilet rolls and emptied the shelves. Because as we were talking about vulnerable people, um, a lot of us rely on home deliveries. We can't go out and search around for this stuff. And nobody's been able to get any. I will sell you one, one half-used toilet roll for £25, John. Would that help? Thank you. <laughs> hey, listen, best of luck, and, and best of luck to you and your missus. I've I, I got my fingers crossed for you. That's all right, yeah. We, have, um, we do have lots of problems. Most of the time she thinks she's a five-year-old. Oh, mine just jumps all over the place. Yeah. Do you get... Uh, you say it jumps all over the place. Do you get your, your wife in her current age? Do you have moments of lucidity with her? This is why she's still at home. We get... Um, she doesn't come back all the way. Yeah. But we have good days. Um, she'll have a good day. She'll play a guitar again like she yeah. did. And she knows who you are and she knows she that you're her husband and that you're in love and all of that? For a couple of days, yes. Uh, the rest of the time, it, her mind, it, it's like turning a dial on an, on a, on an old radiogram. Um, one minute she can be five, next minute she can be 20 before we met. And when her mind jumps, it's such a sudden shock to her. She looks round, she screams the place down because she's petrified. Doesn't know where she is. She doesn't know where she is. Oh, mate. Uh, but anyway, we've been living with it for two years. I wish you the best of luck, and I hope you get more of those days when you're a, a, a happy, loving couple. And um, well done, well, John. Well done, mate. According to the um, according to the hospitals. Uh, she should be getting better, but they've been telling us that for two years because it was a mistake in the operation mm. that's caused it. Isn't the brain... Uh, the brain's incredible, and how just a, a little bit of the wiring goes yes. wrong. It, 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 it's, um, it's remarkable what can happen. I wish you both the best of luck, John. It sounds like you, um, you're a good man, and she sounds like a good woman. She really is. And this is a first-time call, first time I've spoken to you, so thank you. You've kept me alive for the last two years. Ah, oh, mate. Ah, mate. Give us a call any time. Be nice to catch up. Take care, John. Thank you. Um, gosh. Wow. There you go. Um, Keith, it's the last time I'm going to read one of your tweets. You just called me angry Keith because I care about more than just myself. You're not listening to what I'm saying, mate. So I'm going to block your tweets. Just It's just for 24 hours, so they don't show up in the studio. I've given you the opportunity to call in and to talk about it. Um... I'm really sorry that you're having a tough time. I think it's unfair that you're taking it out on me, though, mate. I, I think it's really, really unfair that you're 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 being mean to me because of something that's happening for you. And I can tell that, that it's something that's happening to you because of the progression of the tweets. So, best of luck. 
Um, I'm going to block your tweets from the studio for 24 hours. And if you want to give us a call at any point, I'll be very, very happy to take that call. 0344-499-1000. That's the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Make that four. 0344-499-1000. Good evening, Tricky. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Catherine. Um, quick story. My wife bought me a pizza today from one of the big major supermarkets. And... Um, it's a bit of a horrible story. Um, basically, took the pizza, had the pizza eaten through it, and while I was in there eating it, um, I found something in there that wasn't pizza. It was actually a piece of tissue, like a tissue you'd wipe your nose on. Genuine. So I, I, took a, I took a picture of it. I got in touch with the well-known big supermarket brand, Yes. And they said, oh, bring it in, we'll give you a refund. Oh! Are you not aware of what I just said? Yes. There's a, there's a tissue, because in like, and when they make all the food, all the tissues have to be blue, so you see it in the food. Yes. This is actually, like when you get a bit of a, what they call a snot rag when it's in your pocket, and it goes all compressed, that was actually in the pizza. I actually took pictures of it, and they said, oh, we'll give you a refund, bring it back, give you, I'm like... Are you not aware? So tomorrow morning I'm taking it down to environmental health because I don't know what's on this tissue and anybody, you know, could have been sneezing and coughing into it and I actually chewed it. Not nice. So, I'm, and this is Jenny, I made the joke after to my wife, I said, well, at least we know why they haven't got any tissues for putting them in their pieces all the time. But, um, genuine, I took a photograph of it and it's genuine... Yeah. <laughs> not that it's genuine. Did you not try and eat around it? Was it what? Was it a good pizza? It was a nice pizza. It's a thin, thin. Because I, I would have considered uh, eating around it. Disgusting. Yeah, but what it is, no, because when I cut it with the wheel, what it is, they don't put a lot of mozzarella on the pizza. By the way, so can I just say, not to make light of this, I only just got one of those pizza wheels. Doesn't that? Isn't that a game changer? Yeah, it it makes... I use them for years. I use them for anything, even for cutting toast. Well, I was. Whoa! Oh! We got ourselves a maverick. Because I was using a bread knife, right? And it is the nah. hardest thing when it's hot and you do it and it goes awful. The pizza wheel. You cut the pizza in slight. It takes 12 seconds. You can cut anything with it. Anything you want to cut with, you can cut with it. Cheese? You know, could I cut cheese? <laughs> yeah. Could, no. I, could I dish up ice cream with it? I don't know. This is... Because <laughs> that would work, wouldn't Vianetta. it? Vianetta. Oh, I've got Vianetta coming for the... I'm Push the, the posh guy. No, it's the depth, isn't it? They don't have enough... There's only like about an inch and a half, so, you know, you're not going to really do much damage on a Vianetta, are you? Really? Okay. Uh, well... <laughs> 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 I love the thought. This guy's a professional. So, okay. Um, well, 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 I mean, you're not going to... You don't think you're going to die, do you? Nah, not... But it's just, just the fact that, you know, you, you don't disgusting. know what the person had that, that, was, that, was, that was sneezing into it. Well, they didn't, they didn't have manners. Well, it had to get in in the first... And you're assuming as well they've been using it to sneeze into. They might have been using it no, at the no, other no, end. No, 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 Okay, I thought, look, if, if, when you get a tissue in, in it and you see it squashed up in your pocket, it looked like one of them, because in the food environment, they have to use blue tissue, so you uh, see if it's in the food. You know where it's been? It's been on one of those nice ladies' sleeves. Yeah. That's what I thought. It's been up the sleeve and it's popped in there, but I don't know what the person has got. The person could have anything. I mean, so, you know, you name it, they could have it. It could be transferred through the saliva yeah, and yeah. opposed to the mucus. Yeah. Oh. So, oh. Well, but, but what if they, what if they say, listen, you're not going to get rich off the back of this. 
No, I'm not interested in that. Oh. I've, I've got he just wants justice. Thank you very much. <laughs> but what if they say, we'll give you three pizzas? Do you know, it's not about that. It's about somebody checking up on yeah. who's doing what. And for, for, that, for that to go I... in there, I mean, it's not, it's not just that. I mean, look, I could have, someone could have bit into that and swallowed it. It would have choked them. I will give you, if you, listen, uh, come in, mate, listen. Listen, this is embarrassing for us. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. If you promised to get rid of them photos and never mention this again, I'll give you seven pizzas, any flavour, your choice. Seven pizzas make this go away. Does that sound like a deal, fella? Ten pizzas. No, you, you, no, not, it's, it's not about the money. I it's will give you 12 pizzas. Do you know what I'm hearing from you? If they'd have seemed more bothered about it when you took it yeah. in... If, the, if you'd have been assured that they would find out exactly what had gone on and make sure it could never happen again, you would have taken their free pizza and this would have been the end of the matter. Just, just if they said, well, bring it back. We, I'm like, are you aware that this is not a piece of tissue? This is like, like of a tissue roll. This is like the one you get from right. a packet. Right, here we go. I've got to start, um, Harrison's just sent me this. This is from um, HuffPost from six years ago. You ready, Tricky? Go on, mate. A mother in Newcastle was horrified when her stepson bit into a deep-fried blue paper towel. <laughs> Crystal Henderson, 29, and seven-year-old Oliver Hallam purchased takeout from a KFC branch in Killingsworth. At home, Oliver took a bite out of what he assumed was chicken, but recoiled seconds later. He pulled it out of his mouth, and when he did, it pulled away the batter. You could see the blue roll inside. Henderson yeah. said that realising Oliver a bit into a paper towel was worse than if it had just been bad chicken. This is happening all the time! Well. But you see, that's what, in, in the food environment, it's going to be blue, just like you have plastic, yep. have to be blue and everything else, so you can see it. This is probably done a little, little slippery out of someone's sleeve. A little slippery. Gone, in, gone, in, gone into the dough, and it's actually, I've got, a, the, other, the other part of the pizza that I have with it, you can see the tissue in there. Where the, where the roller had gone through it, and because, you know, I was just not being that observant, and when I, these pizzas don't have the most no mozzarella, so I put extra mozzarella on there. Not So, yes, yeah, so I wouldn't have seen it. When I bit into it, it was only when I was chewing it, I was sitting there and watching Minder. And, um, I love the extra detail. I'm sorry, I thought this happened recently. This happened in the mid-80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. So I, just, and, um, I was just chewing it. I thought, so this, didn't, this didn't seem right. And I was like, hang on a minute. Pulled it out. And I showed my wife, and she was like, what is it? I said, it's just like a tissue. So I opened it up, and it's like one of the tissues you get from a tissue packet, like a clip. Well, I nearly said the K word then, from a certain tissue company. That's but yeah, right. I don't think it's Kleenex. Kleenex's fault. <laughs> Tricky, listen, we've got to move on. Thank you. Let us know how that goes. It's just suddenly we've got a lot of calls before the end of the show. Good evening, Tr uh, Lee. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? Good, thank you, Lee. What you got for us? Absolutely love the show, guys. Thank um, you, man. Now, I've just been reading up on Google. Um, it's mutated. This is about two days old news. What? Now, that means there's two strains of the virus. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? What's going on here? Uh, exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm asking myself, which is why I'm ringing you. It's on Fox News. Oh. Um, it's mutated, which means there's two strains of the virus. And which one's more stronger than the other? Is one more deadly than the other? Do we know? Right, hang on a minute. I'm on New Scientist. Literally, the, one of the first things that come up, New Scientist from four days ago, five days ago, it's the 5th of March. Are there two strains and is one more deadly? Two strains of the new coronavirus spreading around the world, according to an analysis of 103 cases, but the World Health Organization insists there is no evidence that the virus has been changing. 
but Fox News are saying it is. It's oh, controversial. Well, There's quite a few stories on that. Here's this from CNN two days ago. A recent scientific article suggested that the novel coronavirus responsible for the COVID-19 epidemic has mutated into a more aggressive form. Is this something we need to worry about? No, and here's why. Here we go. Here we go, Lee. Breathe, <laughs> breathe deeply, my friend. The fir- the fir- is going to save us. The first claim, this is this is CNN Health. I, I'm unfortunately not a doctor anymore due to an unfortunate incident. Well, yeah, we don't want really to talk about it. The first claim the coronavirus is mutating is actually true and it's perfectly fine. Before you rage, close your browser, hear us out. We get that the word mutation is bandied about in popular culture to denote a dramatic and fundamental change in a living being. After all, mutation-inducing toxic waste in the sewers of New York City transform benign adolescent reptiles into crime-fighting teenage turtles. However, <laughs> fictional portrayals of mutation are simply that, fictional. The effects of mutation in real life are nuanced and generally innocuous. Using the idea of mutation to incite fear is harmful, especially in the midst of an epidemic like COVID-19. Um, particularly We're finishing for, in like two I know, minutes. I know. Oh, is it, so is it anything to be worried about? They say mutation is a mundane aspect of existence for many virus, and this is no exception. Lee, you're going to be okay, my friend. And I'm moving on, not because it's a big conspiracy. Although we would say that. Not Jeff Bezos, the other guy. But because we're running out of time. Thank you, Lee, for um, scaring us all before we go to bed. (laughs) Gareth! 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 Hey, guess who won a dance tonight? I don't know. I won. Oh, it was a cracking game. I tell you now. It was the Voltim Ruaban against Forstenich Regong Snooker Club. It's the who against the what now? Ruaban, the Volts, the pub I manage, I uh, like drinking. We were playing Forstenich Regong. Are you, are you the fellow with club. Bell's Palsy that we met yesterday? No, I know from a small town. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, so we, <laughs> we met a fellow with Bell's Palsy yesterday in called Cardiff, Gareth. who's called Gareth. And I was just anyway, thinking, I God, that, I wonder if it's... Shut your face. I wonder if I it's... Playing, shut your face. Like Will you shut up? I'm talking. And I was just thinking, I wonder if it's harder to say those things with only half a functioning mouth. But you're not the same gentleman, Gareth, so away you go. Oh, sorry. So, away you go. Carry on talking! No, I'm put the phone... I think this happened last time, didn't it? It totally did, he got annoyed! No, so basically, right, I played me singles and I... Messed up there against John Maxted, who's a local... Oh, God, he's going to give us the report. We, 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 the show finishes in 60 seconds, and I want to get to fake Sheila. Don't I, fake Sheila? Get to fake Sheila. Get to fake Sheila by she, one. I Sheila, remember that. Why does Sheila always ring with three minutes the, to go? Listen, the last minute of the show, Gareth, you tell Sheila what happened in the darts, all right? Oh, Sheila, I tell you what, though, right? Hello. He's playing Dolly John Maxted. He's Dolly all right. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton, Dolly Parton. 
Thanks, Carl. Talk Radio.